Welcome to Pixels and Pines Podcast. I'm Bradley. I'm fucking Mario, guys. <laughs> and we're two dudes uh, talking about video games and drinking pints. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Caught me off guard. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, what is Mario drinking today? So, it's a me. Uh, what I'm drinking is 2019 Bourbon Barrel Aged Pumpkinator from St. Arnold's. <laughs> I've had this thing... Ugh. Hanging out in the pantry for the past three years, or two and a half, I guess. So I decided to bust it out. It's, yeah. uh, it's got a 94 on Beer Advocate. People really think highly about this beer. It's a good fucking beer, dude. It's a good fucking beer. Really good. 12.9 AP, uh, percent ABV. It, right now, it's still, it's still a little cold. It's still a little cold, but you can't really, you can't really taste the bourbon in it. Uh, it's mellowed out a bit. You got a little bit of those uh, pumpkin pie notes on the back. It is so good. Their their bourbon barrel aged stuff or their wine barrel aged stuff from um, St. Arnold, all of it's good. Um, the Pumpkinator by far, hands down, their best fucking product in my my opinion. We've we've drank a bunch of Pumpkinators on this podcast. Yes, we um, have. Yes, we have. <laughs> and I don't think that's going to end anytime soon. So. Uh, I have cases of this stuff. Same. We're going to be, I'm going to be drinking it for a while for sure. Yeah. Yeah. If I, if I drink one a week, every fucking week, I think it would take me two years to get through all of them. Um, we spend too much all year. Yeah. Um, so today I'm, I'm, I'm going back to Southern tier, uh, just because it's what's in the fridge. I and, saw. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of it. Uh, I'm starting out with the Southern tier cold brew coffee, pumpkin nitro, which is what you had last week and the week before, I think. Um, it is a 89% on beer advocate. It keeps going up. I thought it was 86 before. Um, it's 8.6 Imperial pumpkin ale. Um, I taste a lot of the coffee in here and smell a lot. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I know you didn't enjoy it as much last week and you really didn't enjoy it the week before, but I think it's a pretty yeah, good beer. I, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Mm. Like, you know, I've had COVID. It did affect my, my taste buds. Um, when I, when I had it, mm-hmm. I, I thought it got better. Maybe, maybe something happened and that maybe that's why I can't taste it. Cause I did it properly last time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was nice and chilled when I got it, I poured it, I let it, uh, you know, warm up a little bit. Yeah. It, it still, it still was just bitter. Damn. It was just straight bitter for me. Damn. That's like I had a little bit of the coffee at the beginning. Maybe just my palate got used to it. I have no idea. Well, the, I hate, absolutely hate it. I only taste the coffee when there's head on there. So when, while it's still got a little bit of foam yeah. on there, it's very coffee heavy. Mm-hmm. But the moment the fucking head is gone, coffee's out of the way. Uh, after that, you're just left with the uh, uh, a lighter version of the uh, pumpkin. Um, but on the back of that, yeah. right after that motherfucker's done, I'm going straight into the Warlock, which is the, straight into Warlock. Yeah, dude. the Southern Tier. That one's a eight, 89% on Beer Advocate too. It's a 8.6 Imperial Pumpkin Stout. Same shit I drink every other week um, until I get through these fucking I don't know four cases of, <laughs> of this shit yeah. that I still have. So it'll be on the podcast yeah. a while. I'll probably do Pumpkinator this weekend for the next podcast. Uh, I need before. to do I need to do a pumpkin stout. I need to do the warlock. I need to do the warlock because I have an entire case of it, and uh, I need to taste it because I think the only one I have left in the pantry I think it's from like 2016. Holy it's shit! Like 2016, 2017. 
uh, the last one I had, I think I might have had it on the podcast. It was so good. So good. Oh, I would, it was so good. The old one, I would pour it through like a cheesecloth or something. Um, so, because it's it's probably going to have a lot of sediment in it, being as old mm-hmm. as it is. Because uh, yeast over time inside of a beer, it's it's deactivated. It's not producing any more ABV. Right? There's no more alcohol being produced. But right. the yeast is still fucking alive. Um, it's just not eating. But it, it dies and it turns solid and it falls to the bottom. So uh, beer's still have good. Cheesecloths. Yeah, yeah. So you just gonna... do a cheesecloth. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna get fancy with it, dude. Like I'm gonna get a cheesecloth. I'm gonna get a nice, <laughs> a nice what, flouted glass or something, whatever the fuck they call them. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't the, know. Yeah, the fluted glasses or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get real fancy with it. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So we we just uh, came off of the back or coming off the back of a, uh, we did a reaction video last week. Oh, yeah, right? coming on backs all the time. That's what yeah. I do. Yeah, uh, pullout game on point. Uh, back game great. Front game, you know, whatever. But What's up? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we just finished up that reaction video. So if you guys haven't watched it, mm-hmm. go watch it. I think it was uh, really good. Um, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, it's always fun to just like go in and kind of react uh, to what's being uh, shown to us. Uh, a lot of other content creators do the same exact thing. And it is because one, it's fun. And two, gets good views. So yeah. go check it out if um, you haven't. Unfortunately, I the, the only thing I didn't like about the direct is it seemed that we knew about damn near everything that was going to be in there. It, maybe not that it was going to be in there, but it felt like the amount of rumors that were going around, we just assumed like all of this stuff was coming through. Mm-hmm. And it, and this one, like, well, yeah, we'll get into it. We're going to, we're going to do a quick recap um, later on, but it just like, there wasn't any surprises. It is great that we got, to find some release dates and maybe a couple of shadow drops and whatnot. But the fact that there was nothing really in there to be like, Oh my God. Well, at least I didn't think so. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, cause we'd been, but, like you said, we'll go over it, but there were a lot of things in there. We've been speculating as, as a community for, sure. for a really long time. Right. Um, other than that, you also released your scorn review, which is fucking phenomenal. If I do say so myself, it. uh, very good script in there. Good editing. Uh, if you guys, haven't seen that and you happen to be watching the podcast go check it out uh go check it out uh it was it was a fun thing to do scorn is i'm a little mixed on the on scorn in general but um the things that they did well they do really well they do really fucking good um just um god i i i I learned how to say zadishwaf bachinski i learned Mm -hmm. how to say his fucking name uh and uh so just like just the inspirations from from that dude, HR Giger, things like that. It, it's like a love letter to those two people. So if yeah. that's your fucking jam, uh, check out the review. Figure out if it's if it's something for you. Man, those two artists are super fucked up because because you released that video, I had to go buy uh, two of their books. One was a collection of Bachinsky stuff, and the other mm-hmm. one was a uh, life and artistic review of uh, HR Giger. Um, and both of those guys are super fucked up, super fucked yeah. up. Yeah. The more, the more I looked into Giger, uh, the more I realized, I think the game is mostly Giger-esque. Mostly yeah, Giger. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, 
But I, in fact, I even told uh, Midjourney because I like experimenting with Midjourney when it comes to the thumbnails. <sighs> That's a secret, guys. Um, having Midjourney AI bot generate a a portrait in the style of HR Giger was fascinating. I oh, absolutely yeah. loved. I absolutely loved what it what it put out. So there, I guess before we get into our our topics, I do want to touch on the fact that Midjourney and a lot of the AI tools are being targeted by um, lawsuits right now because you can use artist as a prompt. Yes. Um, and yes, so artists are suing to get credit for their work. Uh, so if you know you put in their uh, portrait of me as in the style of HR Giger. Um, they believe that HR Giger should get compensated for that work. And I kind of also believe that. Um, so some of these prompts, if you guys haven't messed with them yet, may be going away. Uh, if these lawsuits come out, um, uh, individual artists and God, what is that other uh, company that produces a lot of images and shit? Um, they forgot to take down one of their images in a recent game. <laughs> As a placeholder, fuck, I forget the name of them. Anyways, they're well, all you, suing. You, you talking about like those uh, those websites that have uh, like stock photos images and shit? Yeah, Getty. Photos. Getty. Okay, Getty. Oh, yeah. Getty. Oh, those those dudes are expensive, dude. Yeah, Getty's going after uh, Mid Journey and a couple other AI tools. So, um, I mean, if, I kind of get it. Yeah. I kind of get it. Like, you can't you can't really go after a interpretation of like a style. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest issue is that mid journey is being trained on their specific artwork. Yes. So, you know, it's absorbing, I guess their images, their paintings, and then basing the work off of that. So we're getting to like this, this really weird space where it's okay. If you, were to take inspiration, like you purchased those books from uh, Baczynski and looked at some of the, like you have a collection of stuff from, from Giger and decided to go ahead and paint something or draw something is inspiration from those yeah. works. But it's sort of different if the AI does it. So like it's, it's getting a little weird. I understand about compensating people because yeah. we, we're getting to the point now where you can actually take a voice actor's voice and make it say stuff. Yeah. It never did. I forgot. Yeah. I saw an example from, oh, I forget which game it was. I think it might've been one of the um, Mass Effect games or maybe there was something else. I forget which game I it thought was they, based on. I thought but... they did it in um, recently inside of uh, the Rick and Morty fucking. No, 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 no. No. So what, they, what these people are doing is they're training an AI using voice lines from a game and then asking the AI to make it say stuff that it never did. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's not that it's trying to recreate it based off of a prompt. I guess they're training the AI based off of the already uh, produced lines, mm -hmm. and then the AI can kind of like make stuff up and make it sound like the voice actor is really saying it. Yeah, that was that was, like we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. They've um they've been doing that on like Twitch streams, so you could just type in your TTS, um colon, uh Obama, and it'll be Obama, and yeah. they'll say it like Obama would t would talk. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we actually have we have an AI topic towards the end of the podcast that we'll that we're gonna get into because we're getting we're getting a little wild. Yeah. We're, we're still at the wild west. 
we're still in the Wild West uh, aspect of AI and like what it's going to do and all of the content that's coming out from it. And uh, we're going to see that sometimes, sometimes it say it says things. It says it. Yeah, it says do, it do, that's it do say some stuff. It do say it some, do stuff. some stuff. <laughs> do it you want to like that sometimes? Do you want to get into our uh, February Game Pass uh, releases? Yeah, let's go ahead and go for it. So, okay. Game Pass. If you're a Game Pass subscriber, this is for you. Xbox announced, I think it was earlier this week, the new games coming into February Game Pass. So first off, we have Madden 2023 through the EA Play program on console and PC. Enough said, it's a football game. It's Madden. This is, actually, this is the first Madden I have ever purchased. Oh, um, really? In a long time. I'm. You know what? I'm going to come out and say it. The Madden games for the Sega Genesis, best Madden games there ever was. They were so good. The old Madden so, games were so fucking good, dude. So good. They had Madden as an announcer, you know, like, boom, like, on his back. You know, I remember the lines. Oh, God, it was so good. Like, even, even like, the Super Nintendo versions cannot touch, cannot touch the Sega Genesis. The fact that they just had the better this, fucking sound chip and everything, dude. Oh, the sound, like, the music for the Madden games on the Genesis, mm-hmm. legendary. Absolutely legendary. Do you still but, have those games? I... I've been actually looking to purchase. Oh, um, there is there is a very specific version of Madden on Genesis. Uh, I think it's uh, Madden Championship Edition, something like that. It was a blockbuster-only title. It was a oh. rental-only. So that thing is a little pricey, but it is basically a collection of all of these Madden uh, playoff teams or uh, championship teams from over the years. So you can play you know, from like championship teams from like the sixties and seventies and whatnot, and just kind of pit them against each other. It was, it was awesome. I just love Madden on the Genesis. That's sick as fuck. So I can't wait. I can't wait to finally uh, get my hands on, on the games. Like the, the normal Genesis uh, Madden games, super cheap, Mm. you know, because they pump those things up. But uh, I did purchase it this year because I, I do believe that sometime in the past year or so, I think John Madden actually passed away. Yes. So, he is no longer with us. Yeah. And so I, every time I think of John Madden, I had no idea who the hell he was. I just know he was on the cover <laughs> of the of the Madden games. You know, the fact that he was a coach and whatnot yeah. for like the Raiders and yeah. whatnot, like I had nothing to, I did not care. I just know I had a, a blast. So RIP to uh, John Madden. Uh, so, but Madden 2023 is out there on EA Play for Game Pass. Uh, next up, we have SD Gundam Battle Alliance. This is supposed to be some sort of like multiplayer Gundam action RPG thing. Uh, I do. I think there's a single. I think there's a single player aspect so. of it. Uh, cloud console and PC. If you're into that kind of uh, mech battle type of stuff, uh, it's uh, it should be released now on the ninth, uh, February fourteenth. This is Valentine's Day. This yeah, is tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow Tuesday. February 14th, Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord. Cloud console and PC. Strategy, action, RPG game. I wish I'd have gotten into the series because it, it looks fucking sick, dude. It looks so fucking I, good. Yeah, like large-scale battles. I think in this one, like, you can actually... I don't know if they've always been like this, but you can, I think, go into, like, a specific soldier on the battlefield and, like, just, you know, just hack and slash with them and stuff like that. It's super fucking cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
And then the next game on here is February 15th. We have Cities Skyline Remastered for Cloud and the Xbox Series console. Sitting, city building simulation, kind of like SimCity. This is kind of like the spiritual successor of SimCity. After Maxis kind of screwed everything up with their last SimCity game, claiming it had to be online, it had the power of the cloud, and then people, people, uh, well, I don't know if it was like hackers or something, they disabled the cloud stuff, and everybody realized, shit. So, Cities Skylines, this is, uh, I think, apparently a, a remaster, kind of like what Microsoft's been doing for for things like Age of Empires, where they they kind of streamline it for for consoles, and I think this is kind of what it, what this is. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So this is kind of like a console version of City Skylines. What's well, a fucking good looking uh, game? Uh, and if you're yeah. into like city building and city management and all the the macro shit that goes along with it, I think it's a good game to fucking play. I. You know what? I'm. I'm going to go, I haven't played a SimCity game in a while. Like I, I've always, I always have pirated SimCity. Like when I was in, when I was in like a little boy, little boy with, with his little 486 uh, PC, I used to pirate the hell out of SimCity and SimCity 2000. Like they were my favorite. SimCity so 2000 to, is so fucking good. It's really good, dude. So I really want to go ahead and try it out. Like, I don't think I'm going to do... I'm probably going to play it for like an hour or so, but just to, just to get in there and just and mess around. I think even in this one, you can, uh, you can like warp into like like one of your citizens or like maybe one of the, uh, one of the like cars in your traffic and just kind of like you know chill around your city as it drives through. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I think there's like helicopter mode and all this other shit too. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, next we have. Uh, Shadow Warrior 3 Definitive Edition dropping on February 16th. This is a major update to Shadow Warrior 3. Includes a couple of new modes. I think there's like a horde mode. Uh, I think maybe a... I forget the other mode. They're adding, they're adding, some, uh, they're adding some stuff. Uh, that's coming to cloud console and PC. It's a first-person action game. The first Shadow Warrior... Well, uh, okay. So the Shadow... Like, uh, Shadow Warrior was a build engine game back in the back in like the mid 90s kind of like duke nukem mm-hmm. uh i think they had one shadow warrior game and then they rebooted the series i think in the mid 2000s i played the first shadow warrior uh game that was rebooted that's a fucking banger dude mm-hmm. so good i don't know about shadow warrior 2 i've heard kind of mid things about shadow warrior 3 but definitely check it out uh the definitive edition uh Seems like it has some uh, nice quality of life stuff. So you may want to check it out. Uh, I think, is it wow, Flying Hogs or Wild Flight? God, who is doing the, who is doing the release? Isn't One it Devolver? Second. Well, Devolver is probably, Flying Wild Hog is the developer, but Devolver Digital is uh, the publisher. Okay. Flying Wild Hog, uh, did, they, they have been doing the series up until this point. It's it's got a mixed reaction on Steam right now, so that kind of lets you know how the Shadow Warrior games have been have been going through. I mean, it looks but manic as fuck. Like it does, it it really does. I think the the first Shadow Warrior game really embodied what it was to be Shadow Warrior, mm-hmm. like the old build engine game. Because well, so okay, here's the thing. So the original Shadow Warrior may mm-hmm. be seen as kind of problematic right now. There's a lot of like Asian tropes and like very 
uh, stereotypical Asian dialogue and accents and things like that. Mm -hmm. Probably not done by an Asian guy. Just putting it out there. So while it's fun, zany, you know, his, his, the guy's name is like Wang. So there's a lot of dick jokes in there as well. And so Shadow Warrior 1 kind of fall, you know, kind of straddles that line a little bit without going like, like so deep into like the original Shadow Warrior direction. And I think it's kind of straight even further as we've gotten uh, sequels. So, um, but hey, it's Game Pass. So whether or not it's a good game or not, or whether, you know, you would want to purchase it for like the 40, 50 bucks or whatever the definitive edition is going to cost, I just play it on Game Pass, man. Yeah. And then last up is my favorite. I'm actually going to do a video on this when it comes out. So oh, February 21st, yeah, Atomic Heart, Cloud Console and PC. This is a first-person action RPG. This is the game that I thought was kind of Russian-inspired or whatever it was. I thought it was going to be like some sort of alternate universe where, I don't know, like maybe um, the Russians or Germans or like some sort of like Hitler thing, you know, did their thing or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but this seems to be almost Bioshock-esque. Yes. So it's leaning kind of in the Bioshock with the whole, like, utopian aspect of things. You have these uh, techno... So you kind of also lean into the cyberpunk aspect of it, where you have, like, all of these body modifications, and you see a lot of robots, and they're going to get out of control, and so there's a lot of, like, augmentation of your body, uh, you know, you have a hand that's going to, I don't know, I think help, you know, levitate things, shoot ice, shoot lightning, all kinds of stuff like that. It also looks just out of control bonkers. Yes. And that's going to be right up my alley. And this so game I'm was just announced the, last year, right? It was, it was something like that. I, we, we've covered it once or twice yeah. uh, since we started this podcast because it's shown up at some of these award, uh, award events. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, it's not, okay, so this is not really related to Game Pass, but Wanted Dead comes out, I think, on the 14th as well. It's not going to be part of Game Pass, but I did, I did purchase, I think, the special edition or whatever, the collector's edition that's coming out. It's, uh, it's the only thing you really get is like a steelbook, and I'm, and I'm really, I'm really into the steelbooks. Also, I'm a little jealous that maybe I, I should have reached out because Wanted Dead, the developers, have actually been sending out press kits to people. Yeah. And in fact, like I think some of these people are getting press kits and they don't they don't really have much more subscribers than we do. It was a kind of bonkers press kit too. You had a couple of like seven inch vinyls from I believe uh, a artist that I think maybe is doing some songs on there. Uh, also included like a, a a grenade. I don't know what's what the grenade is actually. It's like a grenade replica. There may oh, be like yeah, something inside of it. Oh yeah, looks cool as fuck. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, that's probably our bad. We probably should have reached out because I'm super stoked about Wanted Dead. I'm super stoked about it. And and so and there's like a it looks like an ammo tin, and then like another box that's like in inside of a plexiglass box. The whole thing looks fucking sick. It really does. Yeah. I, I would have definitely done an unboxing, and I'm probably, well, I don't know if I'm going to have time, um, but I want to I want to do something about Wanted Dead, because I'm super pumped about it, so I might as well just do like a review or yeah. something. So I'm going to be fucking busy. Right now, I am working on, and we're past the Game Pass stuff, 
Um, but I'm going to be working on a Octopath Traveler 2 demo overview. Ooh. So if you've never played Octopath Traveler, the first one, or if you did and you just don't remember shit about it because, you know, it's like a few years back, uh, then definitely check it out. I'll be going through each of the eight characters and just kind of tell you what they're all about and what I think of for the the chapter or so that they're allowing you to play in the in the character's progression, the story progression. Um, so that'll be coming out probably sometime this week. Definitely check that out. Nice, nice. And then next, let's let's just fucking get into the direct. Dude. Let's do it. Let's get into the direct. So they started out with Pikmin Four. I fucking love it. I love it. Regardless of whether it's going to be good or not, I'm just glad Pikmin's back. Like the whole idea of Pikmin um, being being this small thing inside of this like oversized world, like mm-hmm. a backyard or whatever it is, I love it. And especially the little dog Pikmin. Oh my god! Like Nintendo's really good about pumping stuff up like yeah. that, dude. I'm hopeful it's, that it's they. I'm hopeful that they have a additional like companions, like maybe different parts of the backyard or different mm-hmm. landscapes have different companions that you bring along with you. Like that'd be sick as fuck. So we did see in the trailer that that popped up that there was like they're rescuing. Um, and <laughs> I haven't played any of the Pikmin games, so I have no idea what I'm talking about. So take whatever <laughs> I say with a grain of salt. But it seems like you're finding like another one of the like Olimar type of type of people. So. I don't, maybe, is this going to be like, maybe they're going to have like some sort of co-op or like multiplayer aspect of it. I don't know. I don't know. But it is releasing on July 1st, uh, 2023. So we don't have that much 21st. further. 21st, July 21st, 2023. Yeah. So we don't have much longer to find out. Nice. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about Me it. Me too. The next okay, game, uh, I still need to play, but they announced <laughs> the, uh, Volume three DLC for Xeno Gears. Xenoblade, Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles. 3. You really don't know it. Do yeah. You? Yeah. You own all the games. Don't <laughs> I own all called. of them. I even own I even own Xeno Gears upstairs. Uh hey. and, I've yeah. been I've been trying to I've been trying to snag a copy of Xeno Gears because I remember back in the day looking at it uh in game shops and I was thinking to myself, fifty bucks? These people are fucking insane. I'm, I'm that page on release day. Well, it's even better because right now they're going for like 150 bucks. God damn. Yeah, it's a hundred. It's a hundred and fifty dollar PS1 game. What's the I, uh, sequel that came out on the PS2? Xeno, Xeno Saga. Xeno. They had a Xeno Saga. I don't know how they're. I don't know how they're connected. I don't know how they're connected. Although I have heard that if you really know your Xeno Gear shit, mm-hmm. you have a lot of Xeno Gears related uh, references in Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Fuck, I'm going to have to go back so and play they, all of them. Yeah, if they are bringing all of it back. So the original, Xeno, uh, original Xenoblade Chronicles, I don't know about the Saga series. Uh, man, I think I got the first two Saga games. Saga 3 mm-hmm. is fucking expensive, dude. Holy shit, it is super expensive. Yeah. I think I got it for like 70 bucks, like a million bucks. Yeah, there's a, there's a nice... Uh, a lentic- lenticular, what, what, what do you lenticular. call it? Lenticular. There's actually a lenticular version of Xenogate, of, Z- of Xenosaga 3 for Damn, PS2. the fuck? Yeah, so that is the most expensive version of the game. The regular PS2 version, I think it's still like 300 bucks. How do you pronounce it again? Lentic- lenticular. Lenticular. The lenticular version 
is slight. I think it's like a hundred dollars more expensive. Oh my God. Loose price for just a loose case is $353. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not even the dude. fucking game. It's not even the game. <laughs> if you want to swap your box, because that's the only thing that's different. I think yeah. it's just the case. Yeah. And fucking uh, working designs. You remember that company, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I got a so lot of their fucking design, games. Working designs was known for dumb shit like that. Mm-hmm. If you look at working designs versions of what is it? I think it's I forget which RPG it is for. I think it's the Sega CD. I, and I want to say it's uh, the maybe it's the Lunar Games. Yeah, the Lunar Silver Star Story. And yeah, then, so um, the Lunar Games, what they did is they they gave you uh, a random uh, CD art inside of it. So there's like three different variations of the art on the CD that you can purchase. That makes it, sense. Yeah, the, it's dumb stuff like that. I, so. I thought I was having a Mandela effect because I was remembering the art as something totally different. And then when I saw it somewhere else, it, w- it was completely different fucking art on the CD. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Is this bootleg? Like I was losing my mind. I didn't realize that they were, they Nope. Wow. Yeah. There are this. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven variants, apparently. So, Screw you, working designs. Wow. Seven variants for the Sega CD version. So you have to purchase, and Lunar is not a cheap game. It is uh, 150 bucks for the Sega CD. This is Sega CD. Yeah, not the PS1 Sega version. CD. Yeah, no, no. This is Sega CD. So there are so many def- damn variants. There are so many damn variants of this game that if you wanted to purchase them all, you have to pay a hefty price for it. Wow. Get fucked. Get fucked right there. But anyways, yeah. uh, for as long as uh, for Xenoblade Chronicles 3, uh, they're introducing a new crafter character, uh, roguelike battles to potentially get you some in-game outfits. It is releasing, I think, in the next couple of days. Uh, the DLC 4 preview seems like it's going to be out of control. They are bringing back some characters from, the, uh, from Xenoblade Chronicles 2, uh, from the original Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, one of the big bads from uh, the first Xenoblade Chronicles game is showing up. Everybody's like, oh my god, uh, it's like multi-universe, all kinds of crazy shit, dude. So they are eating good. Damn. Nice. Right after that, we got uh, Samba de Amigo, the Shake Dem Joy-Con. Shake Dem Joy-Cons. Shake yeah. Dem Joy-Cons like Maracas, dude. Yeah, dude. Alright. That looks like fun. Uh, I'll probably get it, just to fuck around with it. Uh, your, your favorite from the fucking, uh, Nintendo direct comes up, uh, the fashion dreamer, which is an influencer simulator. It's coming out sometime this year. They didn't give us an exact date. They didn't give us a date, but yeah, man, like it's, it's all about dressing up and I don't know, looking good. good you're looking good, dude. I not always look good. So that's what I'm about. Yeah, dude. You always dress your best for the podcast, which you said. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania was the next game that they showed, uh, which is, has a bunch of weapons and songs from the game. Uh, I'm pretty pumped about it. That comes out on March 6th. I think pre-orders are already up on the Nintendo eShop. Um, yeah, so I, do you, is, this a, is this a standalone? Is this a standalone I, or, or is it just DLC? I was under the uh, idea that it was just DLC, but it mm. could be a standalone game. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah. Hold on, let me let me let me let me fucking check that out. All right. Oh, it is DLC. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, is this is this a paid DLC? Yes, it has to be paid, right? Yeah, because it's because it, it's up for pre-order and stuff. Damn it! So I guess having just dead cells. They better release. They better release this like on a cart or something like that. It would be don't cool if they out. did release it on a cart, but I yeah, don't think they don't will. cheap out. Don't yeah. cheap out. Probably not. Uh, they showed us Tron Identity, which was like a um, a, yeah, a narrative it, game. Yeah, it's. I, I don't think it's quite like a visual novel, but it's probably close to something like that. I guess. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to tell because what they showed off was basically a whole bunch of talking. Yes, and stills. And like and, stills. and uh dialogue selection. Like there was no gameplay. Um so well maybe that is the gameplay, bro. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. To be down. to be fair, some people like that type of stuff. When I think Tron, I think of uh the the light bikes and the fucking disc throwing and all that shit. Um a lot of platforming. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, it's all about talking, bro. Like, that's, that's true. What I, when I went to go see Tron, every time they got on the bike, I was just like, I wish I, I wish somebody just talked I wish, to them. I, just, I wish they just talked for half an hour. Like they need to get really Tarantino like mm-hmm. and just sit around in the table and just discuss things for half an hour. I wish they would show the entire movie out of order and then make you put it together at the very end. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm down. Well, they lost a, they lost a potential customer. Yeah. I'm not gonna if that's not what if that's not what Tron identity is, then I'm out. Yep. I agree. And we'll find out April twenty twenty three though. Yep. Uh fucking Reddit and a lot of the YouTube space is on fire about the next game. Uh Ghost Trick. Um, Phantom Detective is coming off of a 3DS and getting remastered for the Nintendo Switch, and it's supposed to be releasing summer 2023. Hope so. It's it's a it's a kind of expensive game on the on the was it 3DS right? Yeah, or the DS. So it's kind of an expensive I'm game right sure now on the DS. DS. Either way, it's on Nintendo's yeah. handheld that they don't that they don't produce anymore, and you can't purchase uh, Ghost Trick. Uh, maybe maybe they still have it on the eShop or something. I don't know, but. The, the crazy thing about it is that you can't really have anybody tell you what this game's about or what it is. They're just like, yeah, you just have to play. Yeah. And you're right. You it it, it was a DS game, dude. This game's old as fuck. It's super old, dude. Holy shit. I've been, so I've been ever since then, we're going to get to it later, but there's a couple, there's a game that they're going to, uh, we're going to talk about in a little bit that got me kind of scrolling through some old DS games mm-hmm. and trying to see if I can, I can grab some, but uh, Ghost Trick is it Ghost Trick? I lost my plate. Yeah, Ghost Trick was one of them. Um, and again, it's just it's crazy that the only thing that people can say is just like just play it. Like yeah. I can't I can't tell you anything. All right. So hopefully they release a physical version of that so we can have it on the Switch. Because Switch is I think Switch is definitely the next DS. It's going to be treated like the DS. I believe once Nintendo's new system comes out, it's going to so. be just as just as great as that, especially with gaming on the go and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll go into the next one. Yeah, screw you, man. I, Deck of Police. Yeah, I don't know shit about it. Yeah, I so I guess so. I don't know, man. From what it sounds like, you are you're an anime boy, mm-hmm. living your anime life, doing anime things. And apparently, there is a virtual kind of simulated space where you can go in and, I guess, do anime detective type shit. You know what I mean? That's kind of like what I get out of it. Like, it's some sort of, like, detective 
I don't know if it's a simulator, but it's more of like an anime detective type game. Yeah, and it looked like it had turn-based battles and a bunch of other shit in there with yeah. like cool finishing moves. So if you're into uh, turn-based RPGs um, with a little bit of strategy in it, looks like it, be, it could be fun. Or if you're just into detective sounds, yeah. like that could be fun too. I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of into it. There's another yeah. detective sim we're going to talk about sort of uh, as we as we go through the rest of these. But I'm kind of down. I want to see what what they're what they're going to be saying about it once it comes uh, out. And uh, where it what is the release date for Deca? Is it Deca Police? Yeah, Deca Police. Deca you can't Police. just search Deca. You'll end up on a, a bunch of steroid websites. Oh, tell me about that while I look at the receipt. <laughs> <laughs> so Deca is a type of steroid that a lot of people do in. Uh, the bodybuilding community. Uh, and so DECA police could end up making you look up uh, police cases for people getting busted for selling DECA. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, 2023, it doesn't look like there's a specific release date. So 2023 is when that's coming out. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then the next one, uh, I think both of us are very excited about this, is Cereza Hell and yeah. the Lost Demon. Uh, March 17th, uh, a good uh, prequel to the Bayonetta series that is a totally different style of game. Um, yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, I'm not entirely sure if I'm going to enjoy the combat system, just essentially being crowd control for the demon uh, Cheshire. Um, yeah. Cheshire. Cheshire. Gotta, yeah, whatever. Cheshire. Cheshire. There, however she says it. Yeah. I don't um, know. Yeah, I don't know either. It, it's cool. Uh, sort of. So the thing is, Bayonetta has always been kind of uh, fast and loose with their with their story. Yep. And especially the backstory, like it's it. I haven't played three yet, which is which is a shame. I really should. I haven't played three yet, but I did play two, where uh, you know the baby Seresa, uh, you know, pops in. Yeah, because you have like the weird time travel <laughs> shit going on. A little bit of time travel, yeah, and so Seresa kind of shows up, and was it, you're like, was it, you're not really supposed to see her, or something like that? I I forget, like. Yeah, Yeah, you're not supposed to interact with her, but you have to save her. Right, and so I guess that opened up a little bit of, like, you know, Bayo's backstory about, like, where she comes from, and, like, you know, her parents, and blah, 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 and this and that. I think, was it revealed that her dad is the dude that you killed at the end of one, or something like that? So. There's a lot of things going on. Oh, spoilers. I'm sorry. If you haven't played the first Bayonetta game, or get the second fucked. One. <laughs> get fucked. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He pops up in, I think he pops up a little bit in part two. Yeah. I don't, do you do you kill him there too? Or does he transform into something? I don't fucking remember. I fucking cannot remember. The games are so, remember. so insane. And it's been years since I've played them. Um, and, and, and like you said, the story is just convoluted as fuck for the, be, for, for the sake of being convoluting are convoluted. Yeah. Uh, it's blame, just hard to, blame, to follow. I blame Platinum for that. I, you know what? No, no, no. I take it back. I blame the Japanese. I'm blame. I'm blaming an entire nation. Peoples. <laughs> yeah. a, a nation of peoples. I'm blaming an entire nation of peoples. They can't just tell just a bootleg ass story to tie in to just like, here's a chick with like her nips out and she's mm-hmm. just blasting fools. Blasting dudes. Blasting dudes. Yeah, body count high as way. fuck. Yeah, oh, and you know she's like straddling them and whatnot, and she's being all kinds of crazy. Dude. Can't you just be like she's the uh, Adriana Chechnik of video <laughs> games, dude? Dude, she is fucking breaking her back for fucking gunplay. 
And they could have just been like, I don't know, man. She's like, she's like a fallen angel, and she's like pissed the fuck off yeah. for whatever reason, and she just goes on a murder spree. Yeah. She's killing all of these demons. That's it. That's it. But then you have to tie in like all of this dumb stuff tied to it. Like God bless Platinum, and goddamn bless the peoples of Japan as a yeah. whole. Yeah. But for the love of Christ, just. You couldn't have just gone simple with it. Like it's always got to be like some kind of like meta, like crazy shit to go along with. And Luca, Luca, fuck that character. (laughs) Fuck Luca. He's like, why? What did you? He's so fucking weird. He's like in love with Bayonetta, but he can never see her. But he always smells her and stuff. He just seems like the weirdest fucking neckbeard character. I I fucking it. He he makes me cringe. (laughs) So who's the who's the who's the who's the fat Joe Pesci dude? Oh, I I love his character. His character is fantastic because you know, like Bayo is just abusing. fucking with him, the, abusing him throughout the entire series, and he's just like, man, I, I guess so, man, whatever. It's just uh, like he has love his character. I, I haven't played three. I hope he plays a bigger part in there because I absolutely loved just his, just like, oh, what the fuck? Is, what's she gonna do now? Like, ah, how am I gonna get wrapped up into this shit? Ah. Every time you do bad in a fucking level in his character, like, <laughs> dude, I lived, I lived off of those fucking stone trophies. At the dude. End. <laughs> <laughs> I was so bad at that game. My first playthrough. I was, I was so bad. I was so bad too. I'm yeah. still, I, no, no, I'm still, I'm still bad. Yeah. I, I tried to play the, I don't think, I don't remember if I played it on the hardest difficulty. I might have. But even then, like, I didn't learn shit about how to play that game because it is so brutal. It yeah. is so damn brutal. Yeah. Either way, Serace uh, and the Lost Demon is going to be none of that because <laughs> it is basically like a third uh, over over the top isome- third person oh, yeah. isometric uh, type of game where you unleash your unleash the beast on these on these dudes because apparently she can't fight. So March seventeenth, twenty twenty three. Hopefully, there's uh, it's it's good stuff. I haven't pre-ordered it because I'm not too sure if I'm that into the whole Bayo uh, lore. You know what I mean? I can't remember if I pre-ordered it, and I have to go check because I've been because of this fucking podcast. I've been pre-ordering multiple copies of games, uh, so I need to start making a spreadsheet of the shit that I pre-order uh, because I can't find it in my emails. Dude, same. I, yeah. I I've been I've been trying to hunt games down on eBay. And coming to find out that I already own them, so like, and, and and just like you said, I'm I am trying to I am trying to search my emails for any reference, any reference to the game. The last game that I did, because I'm I'm on a I'm on a Grasshopper manufacturer, Suda Fifty One kick oh, right now. Yeah. So I've been looking at Killer Seven, and it's it's like it's not a very it's not a very expensive game. Um, I got it for PS2, and I thought. I just needed the GameCube version. That's all I needed as part of my, you know, uh, Suda 51 collection. And I've been trying, I've been looking at GameCube versions for like the past couple of months. And just, just this morning, I was looking at a square game for PS2 that I was going to purchase. And I was like, wait a minute, do I have it? I looked in, I looked in my shelves, didn't find it. I went into a closet I found it there, but while I was looking for it, I also found Killer7 for GameCube, and I was like, when the fuck did I purchase it? I swear, <laughs> I searched through my entire email history, no reference to Killer7 for GameCube there whatsoever. I found the PS2 version of Killer7, 
in those emails, but not the GameCube. I swear to Christ, man. This is why I'm letting everybody know this right now. I'm actually going to come out with a game collector mobile app to help do this. I know there's some. If you make it so that I can scan my fucking barcode on the back, you will be able to scan your barcode. Oh, bitch. The UI for some of the for some of these apps, some of these big collectors so on bad. Twitter and whatnot are using the UI is so fucking terrible. So the user bad. experience is so fucking terrible. Screw you guys. I know what the hell I'm doing, sort of, and I'm gonna make something that is going to blow everything out of the water. Let's fucking go, dude. Watch out for that shit, guys. Watch out for that. Do you it have works. a release date for that? <laughs> dare you put me on the spot like that bro the hell's wrong with you <laughs> hey, that's pretty shitty uh, uh 2023 just like most of the release days for these games there you dude. go there you go uh so uh moving on before you get me in trouble uh splatoon 3 making me commit to things that are nowhere near to completion uh splatoon 3 is coming with their expansion pass so if you love splatoon 3 at 60 dollars, well spend another 20 bucks or whatever for the expansion i don't know how much it's gonna cost uh, the first one is going to be Wave 1 Inkopolis. I believe that is, uh, as they said in the, the trailer, it is bringing back one of the locations, I guess, from the first Splatoon game. Uh, you're going to get, obviously, like new outfits, new weapons, probably new maps, and blah, blah, blah. It's slated to launch in spring of this year, 2023. However, I, I didn't care about that. But they did give a preview of Wave 2, which is Side Order, Hell yeah. which I thought looked dope as fuck looks dope as fuck I, and i think we even commented on our reaction that it kind of was like near automata-esque the copy the, city uh for the copied city yeah and that's what it brought me back to and i was just like because if you look at the trailer it gets really weird with it there's like it's like existential and yep. there's like these watercolor paintings of people who like these broken at... memories, these fragments. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Dude, people on I'm... the near automata subreddit have already been trying to figure out how these two games tie together. <laughs> the same world. Yeah. Oh my God. These guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure again, much love to the Japanese yeah. peoples as a whole. I'm sure this is like some weird fucked up Japanese trope that can, you can follow these threads into all kinds of like, Japanese like mythologies and and whatnot, but I'm sure I'm not gonna buy it. I'm not gonna buy it. But I the trailer itself, or at least for for Wave Two Side Order, hell yeah, Yeah. I'm all about that. It it almost convinced me. It almost convinced me. If if Side Order is a single player thing and it just looks like that, I'm probably gonna. I'll probably just buy it. Oh, I I, they they do have single player content for Splatoon Three, so maybe they are gonna have some. For, uh, single player content for sideware that would be kind of. D- I might actually do that. So, yeah. if it's single player, I'm totally in. You're making me spend almost a hundred dollars on Splatoon Three, <laughs> a game that I have absolutely no interest in, zero interest in, and that I'll you play for be... twenty fucking minutes. It is the <laughs> most expensive twenty minutes of my life. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Screw you. Then we. All right, uh, Disney Disney Illusion Disney, Island is what they announced. Disney, yeah, Disney uh, Illusion Island. I is this not. I, I thought this was an expansion to the other Disney game. No, the, the Disney, like, I don't, is it the one where, like, you take pictures of, like, Disney characters and part of Disney World or Disneyland or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you bring in their memories? I, this is a totally different game? This is a totally different game. Holy shit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, this is a platformer. I think it's four-player co-op. I have no idea. Oh, like, this I is the not, Mickey Mouse game. 
Yeah, this is the Mickey Mouse. Oh, okay, I, Disney okay. Illusion Island. Yeah, maybe they should have called it like Mickey Illusion Island or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I think yeah. they, they cuz it seems like it it stars mainly like core Disney characters. Yes. Um but it's Mickey Mouse, uh Donald Duck, Minnie, a Goofy? Yes. So those are the four that I saw. I, I guess it's a four player co-op. I again, I didn't, I didn't do, say do research on this. I didn't I didn't I don't know anything about it. Apparently yeah. this was this was hinted at uh the some kind of like Marvel thing. Um, there was a Marvel. I think Disney did a Marvel kind of like video game because you know like Disney owns every fucking thing yeah, now. They so do. they were. I think they were talking about some of their Marvel games that were coming out on consoles and PC. I think like that that dumb Avengers game that kind of died recently, or at least it's slated to die. And I think this was part of that uh, that whole thing that they were doing. The I I I hate. I hate the art style that they're using for the Disney <laughs> characters. I don't know what it is. It seems like it's it's an attempt to go like old school, but also make it kind of modern at the same time. Yeah, it's like they went rubber like, hose and then yeah. stiffened it up. And I fucking do not like that aesthetic either. I don't like it either. And in fact, I'm going to talk some shit about Cuphead. I fucking absolutely love Cuphead. If you play the game, like they did a really good job of how they designed all of the artwork in the game. Mm -hmm. It looks very, very authentic for the time period where those cartoons were created. And I am a child of those old cartoons. Like I didn't grow up in that time and watched them like as they came out. But when I was growing up, they did a lot of reruns, um, a lot of reruns. So there was a lot of this stuff that was online. There was like Disney who used to like do a whole bunch of shit involving their old IP. Yeah. And, it's very authentic to that style, but then they actually brought the animation out and I think they have like a Netflix TV show. It looks nothing like it. It looks like somebody took inspiration from the characters in the Cuphead game and then created like a modern kind of animated spin on that. I'm which, glad I haven't watched it. Yeah, it completely destroys the entire reason the aesthetics there. If you got somebody who could authentically create like some of the 40s and 50s, like some of those really crazy uh, art styles and the mm -hmm. way that they drew the characters. If you could mimic that and put it out in a modern, kind of like the way Cuphead, Cuphead the game did, but just yeah. translate that over, like straight over into animation, I think would be great. They they could have literally just done it in After Effects, to be honest. There's uh, an After Effects plugin called Rubber Hose. And so you just make a character and you can give it all kinds of type of types of states and then animate it in after effects because after effects also does pseudo 3d and there's a rubber hose that you can connect from the body to hands and then have them move around and do all the shit. And it, you move the hands and it recognizes where the elbows should be and it moves everything for you. I bet you somebody could, uh, can come up with a, a method of translating all of that to make sure that it, it works and looks authentic. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So you can just anyways. code the bounce. Anyways. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, J July 28th, 2023. If you're into that shit animation style, <laughs> hey, Disney illusion islands for you. Go fuck yourself. Disney. Yeah. I, it, um, to be fair, it still looks like a good game. The animation's just not our, our forte. Yeah. Honestly, like I, the, so the, the trailer that they showed, I didn't like, but it seems like the animation in game, I think is better. So yes. I think it was probably it was probably cheaper to do the animations in game to make it look 
as it was, but I think converting that into kind of like a, the cutscene-esque type things uh, was probably way too much work. So that's why they didn't do it. But either way, uh, Fire Emblem expansion, uh, a whole bunch of characters, blah, blah, blah. Hector, Soren, Camilla, Chrome, Chrom, uh, and Robin, Veronica, and that was shadow dropped. So uh, that was what the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, something like that. So by the time you're hearing this, the Fire Emblem expansion has already dropped. So if you have access, if you've purchased the expansion pack, there you go. I think uh, the next wave should be specifically story content. Ooh. So yeah. So if you're looking for more something substantive, substantial, substantial, substantive, subs, whatever the fuck I'm trying. Substantial. Uh, substantial. <laughs> um, you're gonna have to wait for wave three. I I don't I don't think they they called out when that's coming out. They did not. Uh, next, Harmony: The Fall of Reverie. This is a story game from the original creators of Life is Strange. Uh, developer Don't Nod. Uh, also, music is being composed by the Celeste person. So if you're into Celeste music, there you go. Coming June 2023, it's a whole bunch of, if you feel like you aren't represented, if uh, there's probably a character in a wheelchair and shit, um, somebody who like can't read and has to read, like, use Braille or whatever, they're probably going to be in there. If you're a person of color, there's pro you're probably going to have representation in this game. It seems like it's representation the game the fall of reverie <laughs> but Man. that being said don't nod i i really enjoyed all the white people in life is strange and uh the portland like artsy like assholes uh in life is strange because it told a really good story which made me not care about all of these like um what's a good word I should like uh I don't remember I'm, waiting. I'm drunk. I'm waiting on it. Uh, there was a word. There was a word. Privileged? It's, no, it's a oh it's it's even worse. Like you got you're sniffing your own farts type of thing. But either ways, it's like these people just like it's like oh like I'm really really uh I'm really really unique because I have this really old camera and I like to take pictures using film. Mm. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. That's what that's what Life is Strange was basically was. It's just like, I don't know, man. Like, I got this camera from, like, my grandpa. And, like, I like to take pictures and whatever. Like, I'm so artsy. Like, that's that's basically what Life is Strange was. Mm. But it told a really good story. And I kind of think, like, regardless of what you feel about um, these kind of, like, story-driven experiences, I think Harmony, The Fall of Reverie is probably going to knock it out of the park when it comes to this. I think so, too. It looked really so fucking even, good. Yeah, so even though I'm... Even though I'm talking a whole bunch of crap, I'll probably play it. I'll probably shed a couple of tears, you know, and whatnot, because they're really good storytellers. Yep. June 2023. And then you already mentioned this game earlier, Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, they showed a bunch of stuff from that. And the demo yes. dropped uh, the day of the Nintendo Direct, so it's already out now if you want yeah. to try it. And uh, you're going to be making a yeah. review video of the, the demo. I am the only thing you need to to know about going into Octopath Traveler Two right now for the demo. The prologue is what they're calling it. You get three hours. You get three hours for I think most characters except for one. You can play through their the entirety of their chapter one story, and then from there you can explore a a small version of the world 
to just fill out the rest of your time there. So you can actually go and meet other characters in the story. But uh, you have three hours, uh, and then after the three hours, you know, it's gonna there's gonna be a screen that comes up and it's like, ah, thank you for playing, and then uh, you're gonna get kicked out and no longer able to continue uh, from that point. Of oh, but shit. if you want to get, yeah, if you want to get a a feel of what kind of stories, what kind of characters you're going to be having access to play the, play the prologue. Bet. And uh, we love Kat- Katamari reroll. And what was the other one? Katamari Damacy. Katamari. There was like reroll. And then I think there was another one. So basically they're re-releasing the Katamari games. There was reroll. And I don't think it was Damacy. I don't know. feel like it was Demasi. Anyway, yeah, June twenty or June second. So really, Royal Reverie is what they're calling. Oh, I don't know what that is. So if you're into like rolling shit up, June second, twenty twenty three, you can play it on modern platforms. It's I, a I fucking think it's goofy, coming. goofy ass yeah. game. It's coming out on everything, not just Switch. So go check it out. Okay, next one's a fucking banger. I totally thought I pre-ordered this and I didn't. So I'll, if you're listening to this now, Sea of Stars. Uh, they showed off uh, some gameplay stuff. The demo is out already. It got released on the same day as the Direct. Uh, so if you listen to it, go download the demo. You can still go to the Kickstarter page, sort of, and pre-order the game. Through, uh, the Kickstarter is dead right now. Uh, it's already been fulfilled. But they have the uh, Backers Kit page, and you can still buy it there. So uh, I went ahead and bought the the version that they have available for physical uh and uh, hopefully it gets fulfilled. <laughs> it's gonna uh, get. Did you not? Did you not? Did you not get the collector's edition that I showed you the other day? No, I thought I thought for sure that I did. Uh, but when I looked through my emails, and you know what? Lo and behold, I'll probably get two fucking versions of this game again. The fucking curse of talking about video games all day is I can't remember what fucking games I have anymore. Um, if I Holy get two crap, versions I, of this, it's fine. It's totally fine. This game is fucking good. It's going to be yeah, great. It looks good. If if you're if you're into Chrono Trigger or Xeno Gears, this is Xeno Gears. Like this is going to be right up your alley. It yeah. looks it looks pretty damn close. Yeah, to those uh, old sixteen bit games. Uh, Xeno Gears was PS one, but uh, it's definitely in the style of like Chrono Trigger. Um, the way it looks. Yeah, it looks fucking good. Looks fucking good. But it it's they they said that they they essentially just took the best of all of the sixteen bit era of RPGs and JRPGs uh, and, and took inspiration again from PS one stuff like Xenogears and they just threw it into a fucking game. Uh, All right. Well, we're going to find out if it's any good or not. Uh, I think I heard that the, from people's impressions of the demos, it was actually pretty dope. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Uh, And the next one was a mega strikers that they showed off. That is the uh, ice hockey thing. No, something like that. It's air hockey. It was air hockey. It reminded me, and I remember saying this on the the reaction video, but it reminded me of like the game, an old Sega Genesis, and I think it's a Mega game, Speedball Two. Um, so it's a sports game where basically you're throwing you're throwing something around. You can kind of like punch and kick people, and you're throwing it in a goal, and blah blah blah. And I think uh, for this one for Omega Star, because you can do things like upgrade your characters and like increase their stats and whatnot, and blah blah blah. Um, that's what it kind of reminds me of. So if you're into kind of like those those kind of like uh, full contact sports type games, I guess, you know, uh, Omega Strikers might be something yeah. that you might want to check out. So April 27th is when it comes out. 
and the next one. Wait. The next one is what cost me. Whoa, what? Before you move, I, right? I, I thought so long after we did the podcast because I couldn't remember the fucking name of the game that it reminded me of. It's Windjammers. This is just Windjammers oh. with multiplayer. <clears throat> That's it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's legit Windjammers. It is legit Windjammers. That's all this fucking game is. Well, also, you know, but I mean, this is like multi, this is like a team of people. Windjammers is essentially just a one-on-one kind of like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like Windjammers with friends. Mm -hmm. The next one broke you, I think. I did. I did. Etrian Odyssey HD collection it's like a collection or something like that it's hard to tell they're going the final fantasy route so it is the first three etrian odyssey games uh being re-released on hd uh including a uh i want to say what was it a uh a map so it actually draws a map for you i think the entire draw of the original etrian odyssey series was that you had to draw your own map you had to figure your own way around these these dungeons so etrian odyssey series is a first person dungeon crawler Very anime. Disappointed in you, Japan. I started looking at some of the collectors and launch editions. The hell's wrong with you? The hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Anyways, so this is the first three games. Uh, I think the third is super fucking expensive on DS. So if you want a portable version to carry around with you, you can definitely catch that on uh, your Switch. I believe this is coming coming out for other consoles. I know it's definitely coming out on Steam. Yeah, I don't know if it's. This is probably just a Steam thing. I don't. I don't think they're actually gonna. It's gonna come out on PS4. So it's the come out on PS4. I don't, it just says Steam and Nintendo Switch on their website for pre-order right now, and it's only digital, uh, at least here in the U.S. It makes sense, and the reason why I called out the whole Final Fantasy thing because this reminds me of the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters, because what Square recently did was they decided to lump them all up into a very limited physical release. And they're charging, was it $80? I think they're charging $80 for it. Yeah. The reason being is because if you buy them separately, <clears throat> I think it comes out to 80 something bucks. So they're not, they're not really giving you a discount to put them all on a cartridge. And Etrian Odyssey HD collection is doing the same thing. So you can either buy them for $40 a piece, I believe. I think it's $40 a yes. piece. Or you can buy the collection with all three titles for, I think, like 80 bucks. Yeah, it's like 80 or 90. Uh, $80.37 on Steam. Good job, guys. Yeah, super fucking specific. Uh, fucking up. <laughs> yeah. You get 33% off. Uh, the, the, the purchase price of all three together is $120. It's like 100 Yeah, 120 bucks. Yeah. So good job, I guess. Thank you. Uh, June 1st. Yeah. Uh, hopefully... Again, I I really would hate to pay eighty dollars for these collection of games on a like on a cartridge or something like that. But if they provided the option, I would probably pay eighty fucking dollars to get a Switch card. Yeah, if they if so, they do it, uh, if they do a physical version, I'm buying the physical, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I'm in. Uh, next up, we have Advance Wars reboot one and two, April twenty first. They they're finally coming back. Everybody forgot about Ukraine and uh, and Russia, and they're just like, we're ready to drop it. Thank God. April 21st. If you put in your pre-order, then get ready to to receive it on April 21st. If you're finally hearing about it, wondering what the fuck was going on, now you can actually go and pre-order the game. They've returned it to retailers. So go ahead and purchase that before it disappears. It's it's been a fucking year since they announced this game for pre-order for the first time. 
I pre-ordered it on March 25th of last year. Those bastards. This is this has been a long time fucking coming. (laughs) It's been a long time coming. Yeah. I'm glad they're finally releasing it. Yeah. Same. Same. Jesus. All right. And uh, what was next? Uh, Kirby returned to Dreamland Deluxe. Uh, they released or they revealed that they have a new epilogue. There's a new epilogue that you can access after you finish the story in the game. Uh, I think it's it's multiplayer based. I don't know much about the Kirby characters. There's a little knight character. It's not a it's not like Meta Knight or anything like that. It's a different character. Um, oh, the so mage you can is play what you're talking about right for the What's DLC. That? The mage is the DLC, right? Uh, no, not the DLC. It's just oh. an epilogue. It's part of the it's part of the game. Okay. Uh, it's part of like what's a new. It's a new epilogue story aspect of it where you learn to, like, I guess, re- retrieve your powers or earn your powers back after losing them or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I forget the name of the character that, that you're playing, but it's like one of the knight-looking characters. Um, but there is a demo that already out there, so if you kind of want to just check out what Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe is on your Switch, you can play that when you purchase the game or when, you, when the game finally drops, you do get access to that epilogue. Um... Next one was something that we have theorized about. We've heard rumblings about it was going to be released. It's finally fucking released. Fucking Game Boy and Nintendo Switch Online. OG Game Boy, by the way. Good stuff. Good so stuff. fucking you good, dude. A lot of great games to go along with it. Link's Awakening. I think this is the DX version, not the original Game Boy version. The DX. I think this is Game Boy Color. Uh, Super Mario Land 2. Gargoyles Quest. Game & Watch Gallery 3. Alone in the Dark New Nightmare. Kind of weird. Uh, Metroid 2, Return to Samus, Wario Land 3, Kirby's Dream Land, and you get some uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, and Game Boy Color filters to kind of apply on top of these games as well. You don't need the expansion pass to get access to these. As long as you're a Nintendo Switch Online member, you get access to the OG Game Boy games. However, if you play for the if you pay for the big dick version of Nintendo's subscription service, you get Game Boy Advance, which we also kind of expected. We didn't know if they were going to drop at the same time. We didn't know if it was going to be GBA only, blah, blah, blah. But, hey, you're going to get Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3, plus those exclusive e-reader levels. Collecting those e-reader levels, getting all the goddamn cards so you can swipe on your GBA so you can have access to them. Pain in the ass. Don't have to worry about it. You get all the e-reader levels. I believe this is also similar to the virtual console version of super mario Advance 4 so you used to be able to get this game on the virtual console and nintendo does not want to pay want you to pay for these things individually you must pay for this every fucking month if you want to keep access to it on top of that you get WarioWare ink uh micro i have here i don't know why maybe that's a subtitle fuck if i know uh but you get a WarioWare game uh kuro 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 and um it's a thing where you like move a platform and then do the thing. I don't know what it's super. It's Japanese as fuck. Yeah. It's a uh, maze Mario, with a, a ball and a, a stick through it. And the stick spins around the ball and you just have to move it. Activating. Yeah. Uh, Mario Kart super circuit. Sick I've heard mixed things about this. I never played the uh, Mario Kart games on the GBA advance. Uh, it, it is what it is. Yep. Uh, Mario's Mario and Luigi superstar saga. Mario RBG. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck yeah. My anger. My anger. Final game, Legend of Zelda, the Minish Cap. Oh my god. Such, god damn, it's such a good looking 
portable Zelda game. They have to release uh, Spirit Tracks next. They have to. They have to. Oh, that's a DS. That's a DS game. Is it fucking really? Yes, it's a DS game. Holy shit! But they've already they've already revealed a little bit of uh, what's coming up. The Oracles, the Oracle games uh, oh, are coming yeah, out. Yeah, Oracle as seasons. well as 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 well as Golden Sun. Yeah. And again, there are rumblings. Wouldn't it be not rumblings? That maybe there's like a little hope, a little bit of copium, a little hopium uh, in there that they're actually going to put out Mother Three. They're just like, come on, come on, you pussies. Yeah. We know you have it. We know you have it in house. Drop it. We just know, drop it. We know you translated it already. Yeah. We don't care if some of the situations are problematic for this day and age. Shut up and just release Mother Earth, Three. Earthbound was problematic. It was it was child abuse. It showcased fucking police brutality that was going on in the U.S. during the time that the game was being released. It showcased all kinds of shit. It was America viewed from 5,000 feet. Like, it was all the bad stuff about the U.S. But, fucking release Mother 3. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't give a shit. Nobody cared. Yeah, no one Nobody cared. cared. No one Nobody cared. cared. But now they care. Now they care. Now they care a whole lot. Now they care a whole lot about it. So... Whether or not whether or not Mother Three's uh, gonna was it Mother Three? Yeah, it's Mother Three, right? Okay. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Like they 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 screwed up the whole Earthbound uh, series, just kind of like how they screwed up Final Fantasy numbering oh in the US God. for a while yeah. until they finally fixed it. But um, either way, uh, they shadow dropped that shit after the direct. So if you have access to the service, you probably already know about it. And they play so, so fucking good, dude. They play so yeah, they fucking good. So good. You know what else plays so good? Fucking Metroid Prime Remaster. That was the next thing they come up. We've heard that Metro Prime 1 for sure was coming out at some point. We didn't know when, but we knew it was coming. And they finally released it today. So yep. well the not today, today. This is where the we're talking like in the context of the of the the drop for the uh uh the direct. So they released the digital version. The physical copy of the game, which I have pre-ordered, is dropping on February 22nd. So if you want this thing on a fucking cart, wait for the 22nd. You can pre-order it pretty much at any retailer right now. And from what I've heard, I think it's right now it's got like a 95 on Metacritic, dude. People are saying it is one of the greatest remasters. And some are even saying like it kind of hovers on remake territory. Like yeah. that's how that's how well they did this. They they updated the fucking uh game controls to be modern twin stick shooters. Yes, they did. Yes, they uh, did. And everybody was like, this makes it so much easier to play. Uh, so it makes it commonplace. So you pick up a, a fucking shooter, you know exactly how to play this game. Uh, the frame rate's really fucking good. The movement's yes, really is. fucking good. Like, everything about it. The platforming in 3D space is fucking pristine. Like, every fucking stream that I've watched, uh, specifically beat-em-ups, so wood, uh, we talked yeah. about him before on a, on a previous podcast. Um, he's been playing it nonstop. Uh, Oats and Goats, who is a uh, top-tier top yeah. fucking uh, Metroid uh, speedrunner. He played the fuck out of it. Um, I mean, every, everybody. Everybody who, who has ever touched a fucking Switch game has played this on their fucking stream, and everybody has lost their fucking mind over it. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Good for them, man. Yeah. Good for them. This This sounds like it's... It's it's fucking great. I'll find out on the twenty second, but otherwise, it's super fucking solid. Yeah. So go check it out. Uh, rumor is is that this was done sometime in summer of last year, 
So they've been holding on to this for a while. Damn. It, it also kind of sounds like uh, I don't think the trilogy is really coming out anytime soon. Like, I think we, we touched on it during our reaction video, but uh, Retro Studios was kind of ripped out of this whole remaster project in order to attend to, Metro, uh, to Metroid Prime 4. So Namco, Namco, uh, Namco Bandai was originally slated to develop Metroid Prime 4. Nintendo was not happy at what they had produced in, I think, a couple of years, in like two years. So they made the announcement at some sort of direct or maybe E3 announcement where they said, hey, Metroid Prime 4 is coming. And then a couple of years later, like, oh, yeah. So we we took a look at what was going on, and we were just like, nah, bro. So uh, we kicked Namco, Nam, Namco Bandai. Um, this this, <laughs> this beer is, is fucking you up. It, 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 <laughs> that, it's it's so heavy. It, it, so <laughs> they kicked Namco Bandai off and rebrought Retro Studios, who are the original developers of Metroid Prime, to take over development. And as you can see, Metroid Prime One was done masterfully. So we have this feeling that Metroid Prime Four is probably going to be. Metroid's probably like big swan song. Well, I don't think it's going to hit the Switch. It might be like a, a Switch successor. So we'll find out, though. We'll find yeah. out. So uh, much love to Retro's, Retro Studios for, for pushing this stuff out. It's going to be amazing. I can't um, wait, dude. I can't fucking wait. I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm waiting on the physical edition. Uh, if you guys haven't pre-ordered it, it's still available on GameStop's website. Uh, for thirty nine ninety nine, there's a lot of shipping and handling and a lot of fucking tax. You're going to end up paying like a little over $50 for it. But totally fucking worth it if you want a physical version of this game. Hell yeah. So get on it. Uh, next up, we have Master Detective Archive Ring Code. Um, I think um, another detective game coming out on June 30th of this year, 2023. Uh, I forgot what this one was about. Uh, so you're like, I don't know. It's just like... It's, anything involving Japanese detectives. Like you're like a little kid trying to be like a come, like you're a come up like detective type dude. And just like, I want to be a detective. And I'm just like, are you sure you want to be like, yeah. yeah. And so they're just like, I don't know. Well do this. And you have to go to a world where you find ghosts and shit. And then you have to like, I don't know, I traverse the thing and then pick the right or like accuse the right people or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, so it's it, at, when you go on each one of the missions, you get buddied up with another uh, detective and each one of the detectives has a different ability. So like uh, precognition or cloning and all kinds of other stuff. And so I, on the real world, as you use your, your buddies, you get to like map out shit. And once you solve the base of the mystery, it opens up a dungeon inside of a, sub realm and you go in there and solve that dungeon and fight a bunch of shit with your Shimaga Shin Shin Megami? Shin uh, Megami probably. Uh, yeah. so, so it becomes like a regular RPG when you're inside of there. So again, very much like the other uh detective game that we talked about before, it is a lot of detective bullshit at some part and then a um a, a regular RPG with battles and stuff, I think, and the rest of it. Cool. Nothing like I described. So that actually sounds much better. Yeah. <laughs> so Master Detective Archive Raincoat comes out on June 30th. Um, the only reason I remember so much about it is because I'm I was not sold on it the first time I saw it. And the second time I saw it during the Nintendo Direct, which I think was the same exact fucking trailer, uh, for whatever reason it clicked with what the fuck was going on, and I was like, Oh, this is kind of sick. Um, so I'm kind of into it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
so as I just want to let you know, like, I had no idea what it's about. I still order the collector's edition because <laughs> I am <laughs> I am into that shit. I just didn't take the time to actually care about, like, what it was about or anything like that. I'm sure I'm going to care about it when it comes uh, to Switch on June 30th, 2023. <laughs> so, Goddamn. All right, bet. Catch that shit. Uh, next up, Batten Kaitos 1 and 2 HD. Taking those GameCube games pulling it into modern console, sort of, with the Switch. Um, Card-based RPG game, so, you know, that kind of cool, that kind of cool kid stuff. Uh, Summer of 2023, the interesting thing that I heard about it is it seems like they're trying to cheap out on on the cartridge because they decided not to release the English dub of either game. Because as it stands right now, the entire game takes up about eight gigabytes of space. Oh, just enough to get to put on an eight gigabyte switch cart. So they don't want to pay for the 16 gigabyte. You know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I heard the English dub was kind of, was kind of shit anyway. Yeah. Old, old English dubs of games like in the fucking PS one GameCube era were kind of trash. And typically like, I think we've may have talked about this before. Uh, and like just regular life type of shit outside of the podcast. Uh, there were specific dub, uh, companies who would fuck shit up on purpose because the Japanese companies that gave them the rights to it did not check their work. And so they would make shit that was cringe on fucking purpose. What's that? What's that? There's an anime that everybody points to. Yes. And it is cringe. Yes. It's ghost something or other. Yeah. And it is. I think it's. They completely yes. rewrote the entire fucking script to yeah, make it fucked meta. up. And it is meta, meta as fuck. Yeah. Um, so I, you know what? And so I know we did talk about this where when they re-released symphony of the night, they went ahead and just like, Hey man, let's, uh, let's clean up the script a little bit. Let's yeah. rewrite some of the lines, get the, get some different voice actors to, to, you know, t- to speak the lines. And people were just like, Hey man, like, uh, where's a, what is a man, but a miserable pile of secrets? Like, where's that shit, bro? Like, yeah. that was that was dope as hell. Like, Dude. it's cringe. It it's terrible writing, but people were just like, I want it. it. I I wanted it. It caught me so off guard when when that scene played, uh, in the PSP version of Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I had played Castlevania Symphony of the Night so many times on my PS One. I was out loud speaking the lines. Cause I was, I was so pumped to replay it on the PSP. I, I cannot tell you my level of excitement. It was out of this fucking world to be able to play this game. One of my favorite fucking games in handheld form. And when I was like, what is a man, but a miserable policy. And he said something else fucking shook me. And I was like, they changed this goddamn game. They changed yep. this goddamn game. They changed this goddamn game. And I do not like it. Um, I, at that point, I probably would have been better off if they just gave me the Japanese lines. Like no shit. It fucked me up. Uh, again, another fucking Mandela effect. I was like, I'm living a totally different life. Uh, it is Bernstein bears. (laughs) Like fuck me all the way up. So, uh, bait and Kato's, uh, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, with them not having English dubs because again, that shit back in the day was cringe as fuck. And I'm, I'm totally fine with it. You know what? And I'm I'm kind of okay with it too. Like I 
I rarely play English dub versions. In fact, uh, like going even like earlier into the, um, you played all of near Automata with fucking Japanese. I did. I did. And I did the same thing with Xenoblade Chronicles, all of the Xenoblade Chronicles. I remember the first time I, I pulled up Xenoblade Chronicles two for the first time. Mm -hmm. I, I remember like this. So apparently they have like these crazy English voice actors that do the English dub. And I was just like, you know, just like cheerio. I was just like, no, I'm out. Like, let, let, me switch to the, <laughs> let me switch to the Japanese uh, character voices. And I've done that ever since. And in fact, like when they did the Xenoblade Chronicle stuff in the direct earlier, yeah, I again, like I had, I was, I was kind of shook. I was just like, I don't remember any of these fucking characters because of of the fucking voice lines are in English. And I never, I never listened to it in English. I never played through it in English. So they're just like. Hey, what's up? I'm English, and I'm just like I don't know what the fuck is going on. Just like, ah. yeah, I, I'm okay in certain aspects with uh, any type of any type of accent. But I watched uh, my buddy John play through uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three uh, when we were out at Crunchyroll, uh, right. sitting in the hotel, and the the voice acting caught me off guard just because of the accents. I was like, I get what they're trying to do. I, I, I recognize that they, you know, all of this is like an English fucking setting, whatever. I fucking didn't like it. I did not fucking like it. Um, and maybe that's just like, you know, the, uh, 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 anti fucking English establishment, fucking American bullshit inside of me. I don't fucking know what it is. Uh, so, or maybe it's the only time that I'm introduced to English people is on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> no, bro. So here's the way I think about it. Is it the just bad I acting? It, I, I, it might be. It might be. The way I think about it is, I remember as a kid, because uh, you know, like I, I grew up in a in a Spanish speaking household, and sometimes like I would catch like uh, commercials on TV on the Spanish language channels, and so you'd get somebody like the fucking Tricks Rabbit, and or like the fucking Lucky Charms like Leprechaun, right? Yeah. And you hear them sp- start speaking, just like, what the fuck is going on? Like I am, I am tripping balls here. Just like Did they speak in Spanish. Yes, they spoke in Spanish, and so they tried to mimic. They tried to mimic the character on the oh. English side, but only in Spanish. And so, if you're used to that, you're just like, okay, like something, something doesn't, something's not right here, right? And you, I kind of feel like that with with some of the dubs where yes. you like, I remember being super interested in dragon ball Z. I was all oh. into it. Cause it showed up It showed up <laughs> in fucking English. I'm just like, yeah, fucking Goku and whatnot. And, and then like, they couldn't put the episodes fast enough on cartoon network. And so I searched them out. And the only way that they were available was using the original voice actors. Right. So it was in Japanese with subtitles. And then I remember the first time I heard Goku speak. I'm just like, what the fuck is going he's on? He's an old Japanese woman. He's a chick. I'm just yeah. like, this is kind of fucking weird. Yeah. But I, I thought you I were going to say that you watched them in Spanish, which is even crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy. But I watched it because I wanted to know where the story was going. Oh. And so at a certain point, I got used to the to the Japanese speakers. And what I came to find out and what I think I've learned is that the Japanese voices match up much better because obviously, you know, it's very, 
the story and animation and the way that they speak and all that other stuff very japanese centric yes so when you try to like when you try to mix that up with english like it just feels weird yeah because their physical emotes do not match sometimes the way that they're speaking yeah because like the like you said like the the way that japanese and like it make them feel like they're like this is like in a zoo type of thing just like well when i watch when i watch japanese people emote with each other like they they do it in in a way that's different yes, from it is from english speakers so when you try to kind of like merge them together where you have the animation and the situations which are very japanese and then you try to kind of translate that to kind of fit a uh an american way of emoting with people it just doesn't work it doesn't fucking work it, it really don't. it don't uh it really don't before we move on in this list, I want to say one other thing. Did you know Go that Dragon Ball Z in every region has a different intro? Really? Yes. So like we, you and I, the animation, you and I are, no, the animations are sometimes different too. Uh, there's a different version. So we got Rock the Dragon here in the U.S. and then we have Chala. Uh, and Chala, yeah. yeah. Over in Japan. Canada has a different version. Mexico has a different version. There's a different version for Portuguese. Uh, out. Yeah. Yeah. If I can, if I can shook me to my core, I just found that out. Uh, not, I think last year I was watching like a Canadian streamer on Twitch and they were talking about Dragon Ball and they started singing the song out loud and everybody in their crew was all American. And they were just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they were like, you don't know this song. And they're like, no, we know rock the dragon, Dragon Ball Z, you know, like, and they were, that's when I found out like, holy shit every fucking region has their own version of Dragon Ball Z. That's fucking wild. Anyways. Well, uh, it was, uh, apparently Dragon Ball was a big deal if they, if they actually had like all of these different variations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Can you like, this is, this is like prime Mandela effect, right? It is. It because is. If you try to, if you try to like, if you had the, all of these people from all these different nations come together and try to reminisce about the opening of Dragon Ball, people are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's la- crazy. Lastly, one last thing about Dragon Ball Z, and then we'll move the fuck on. So we'll the on. Dragon Ball Z Broly movie, the uh, uh, the music in that movie was directly inspired by Mexican soccer games. What? Yep. <laughs> so when they were composing the music in there, when uh, Goku and... Uh, uh, Broly first fight off and you have the announcer in the backgrounds like Broly Kakarot like all this other shit and it's a do 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 it's got all the fucking horns and shit that's all fucking Mexican influenced uh, uh, music applied to Japanese culture wait hold on hold on uh, I'm, you're breaking my brain here so is that specifically on the Japanese side or is that on the English dub they both have the same exact soundtrack Oh shit. Okay. So, so the same, the same music. Um, and it's, it's because he was watching a fucking Mexican soccer game and he's, he saw how they announced, uh, the, like the fucking players as they came onto the field and when the, how they talked about them and how like the announcer was super pumped when they would score goals and shit like that and pass and all this other stuff. And he was like, this is what I fucking want in my music. Um, because without the announcer in the background, that song is kind of fucking flat. Um, and then without also without the horns, which is not very something that's very specific to Japanese music. Uh, 
when you talk to people about Japanese music, there's no horns at all. Uh, so they, oh, they introduced that. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I actually ran into the, to the Broly DVD that yeah. I had. Uh, I, I need to bust it out. I need to check it out. Check it out. The old Broly Damn. or the new Broly? No, the old one. Is this, oh. a, are you talking about the new one? Yeah, I was talking about the new one. Like, so, so oh, okay, okay. The, I haven't seen that one yet. Okay, so the new Broly is all, <laughs> if you watch the American version, it's all, it's shitty rock music <laughs> the entire way through. It is so bad. Rewatch it. <laughs> and maybe it's, maybe it's the second coming of Broly, uh, not the first Broly movie. But anyways, we should move on. We should move on. Yeah. Uh, uh, we got Fantasy <laughs> Life, the girl... Who steals time? Who steals time? You uh, were you were like super pumped about this. Yeah, because I, I I bought Fantasy Life on the 3ds, um, which gives you an MMO type of experience in a fucking handheld. Um, really? And, okay. But but solo because you pick a class and at any time, uh, very much like Final Fantasy 14, you can reclass and so you can like I want to be a paladin today, but fuck man, I need to like chop wood. So you change your class and now you're a woodworker and you're going out and you're chopping wood. You're fucking bringing wood back, you're making shit. You're like, damn, dude, I want to fucking cook some fish. So you become a chef and you can class out into other areas of the game and like keep leveling up and doing all this other shit. And you can uh, build a village and like, it's, it's a super uh, fun in depth game. And it's very like loose. And it's just, is the whole concept is just have fun, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Be whoever you want to be. It's a fantasy life. Um, so them announcing this new one uh, kind of makes me excited because I never played the old Fantasy Life uh, because I was I was too busy fucking raiding in World of Warcraft at the time. Right. Um, but I did buy it. I still have it upstairs. I'm still subscribed to the Fantasy Life subreddit. They are fucking losing their shit over there about the new game. Um, everyone's excited. Um, anyone who's played the first one is is pumped about the new one to come out. Uh, they didn't give it a real release date. They just said it's coming out sometime this year. So. I, you know what? So as I've gotten old and decrepit, I've, I've started to find a little bit of joy in in stuff like this. So I might check, I might check up on Fantasy Life when it gets released on Switch. Yeah, I, I think it's a fun... Uh, I've heard another group called this is like games that you just pick up and put down whenever the fuck you want to, like you're taking a dump yeah. or you're getting ready for bed. They call them loading games. So you just, it, you just pick it, it up. It kind of reminds... Yeah, go ahead. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like, maybe not a good analogy, but like Animal Crossing, where it's yeah. kind of like you just pick it up and do your things for the day, and you set it down. Did this? Did this follow like a a thing where like it, like it kind of follows like real time, like whatever your current time is. Like, does it work on a, like a time system? I don't think like that the old you... one did. I think the okay. old one was just whatever you were playing is whatever you were playing <laughs> because it was 3ds, right? And so you could just put it to yeah. sleep and pick it back up. And so it would be weird okay. if you paused your game for like a day and then you unpause it and like seven days had passed, right? So true, true. I don't okay. know what this new one will be like. Maybe they do incorporate like daily activities or daily swap out of materials and shit like that, like Animal Crossing and a couple, a couple other things like Stardew Valley um, and shit like that do. Um, that cool. seems to be a trend to keep uh, player bases engaged with your game, but I think that trend uh, uh, honestly burns people out. So hopefully that's not the case. All right. All right. So after Fantasy Life, uh, we had an introduction to Professor Ling and the New World of Steam. So uh, it's just a trailer. Apparently, the Professor Layton uh, 
games are coming back. It's a simple puzzle based uh, games where you kind of have a little story. You solve puzzles to, I guess, find a mystery or some shit like that. Um, from what I heard, the games that were being shown off in uh, the Direct were supposed to be released in the first half of 2023, but seeing how they just did a trailer and they didn't give any information, they didn't even give a 2023. It was basically just like, hey guys, Professor Layton's back. End scene. You know, like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, that was so it. It's like, Okay. But I have I have fond memories of just like tinkering with the Professor Layton games when I was in college because you know I had a I had a DS and I had a, a flash cart. So I would just toss in a whole bunch of games. And so like when I was just like in between classes, studying and stuff like that, like I would just pop in like a Professor Layton game and just kind of like fuck around with it for a little bit. So um looking forward to that. That that yeah, they even on the Nintendo website, I just decided to look it up see if they released that actual release date. It just says, says uh, TBD. Okay, so this might be a while. Yeah. Uh, next up was the next wave in the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe thing. Oh, so, so screw you, Mario Kart 9. Like, we don't need you. I don't think Mario Kart uh, 9's a, th- a thing until they announce the new fucking console. I think, it's, I think Mario Kart 9 is a fucking day one release. I, you know what? Like, oh, my God. Uh, they have... Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the best-selling Nintendo Switch game. 50 million, I think, is what they quoted. Yeah. That's fucking insane. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 50 million. You assholes have bought 50 million. Okay. I am one of those assholes because I did purchase it when the Switch was released. But I also believe I, I also believe I own it on the Wii U. I do too. So the fact that the fact that Nintendo can get away with selling all of these Wii U ports on the Nintendo Switch blows my damn mind. I, so I've never thought about this in terms of like how much money that game actually costs because they've never fucking done a reduction in price on this game. It did, however, get sold with certain Switch consoles. They did. But they did. If they're, that's $2.5 billion. It's a lot of money. And on top of that, it's a subscription service now that forces people to pay into the the higher tier to get the waves. You don't right? have to. Well, you I guess you don't have, have to. You can actually you can purchase you can purchase all these waves separately. Which I did. Um so ouch. Yeah. Uh I just I, I went ahead and just did the uh the uh expansion pack. Yeah, that well I bought I I'm I'm subscribed to the expansion pack service. She still bought it. And I still bought it because I was like, what if I don't want the expansion pack service? Because I was like, if they never release Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, I will fucking get rid of my shit. And then they then they released uh, a bunch of Nintendo 64 shit. And I was like, all right, I'm I'm back in. I'm back in. Now they got Game Boy Advance. I'm in I'm in forever. I'm in forever. Now I'm (laughs) I'm 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 a forever subscriber to a subscription service and I'm fucking mad about it. But I'm also glad that they're 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 just at least giving me a fucking taste of these games. So it is true. That is true. Yeah. So the only other thing of note is that uh, the Birdo character got added. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they are going to have some more characters that are going to be added through the rest of the waves that are coming out. I believe there are two more okay. after this one. Um, so a couple, a couple of dope little little maps. I don't, I didn't note them down, but I think uh, the Yoshi Island one was probably I think the mm-hmm. one that everybody was talking about. Yep. Um, but I believe the wave four I think dropped the same day. Uh, something like that. So you're probably already playing them 
if, if that was in, if that was your jam. Uh, and then finally getting towards the end of this direct, uh, they did a little montage. Uh, probably the only thing that I remember uh, mostly was Blanc. So I'm still waiting for that. I need, to, I need to have a good cry. I need to have a good cry. So Blanc is coming out soon. Can't wait. And uh, then finally, Japanese Direct. Well, not Japanese Direct. My bad. I skipped uh, Zelda Tears <laughs> of the Kingdom. My bad. Nobody really cares about that one, right? Yeah. I don't think anyone gives a shit about Zelda. There's probably not a single Zelda fan inside of this uh, entire. None. Yeah. None. Yeah. I've never played a Zelda game, if I'm being honest. Never once in my you, life. You load them up to the to the loading yeah. screen. You're like, damn, this music fucks, and you turn yeah. it off. The fact that the fact that this guy wears his little his little hat and hair and has a shield and a sword and calls himself Zelda mm. is a tragedy. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Can't stand that Zelda dude. But we did get the release date, which is going to be May uh, May something or other May twelfth, mm-hmm. some shit like that. Sometime in May, uh, whatever release date Nintendo's been talking about, that's when it's coming out. We did find out that the standard edition is going to be $70. They confirmed the $70 price set on that. They have told us that it is on a case-by-case basis, but fuck you, pay me. Uh, Zelda is going to be $70 if you want the standard edition. The collector's edition, which is which was also announced, is $130. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of pricey for what it is, but it's $130. Sold the fuck out. In fact, I think even the standard edition sold out yeah. in some places. Yeah. It's crazy. That motherfucker was gone everywhere was i was gone. watching uh because you sent me the link to uh gamestop no yes. e- no uh was it Walmart? best buy best buy best on, buy. on, okay. on our last podcast and that motherfucker went up and it instantly went down before you could get it in your cart yep. then the, a day later or two days later you sent me the a link for gamestop i purchased it uh through gamestop and i was watching the uh physical game or physical Nintendo switch group that I follow on Facebook lose their fucking minds because before they could hit purchase as they were adding it to cart, the motherfucker was selling out everywhere. And these dudes scalp the fuck out of games. They, they, they buy like 12 copies of fucking everything uh, and relist it. Uh, and these motherfuckers couldn't get it. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Uh, I feel lucky that I was able to get it. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, no, no problem. Like, uh, I missed, I missed the collector's edition on Best Buy, the first drop. Yeah, and I was, I was sad. I was sad. I was just like, God damn it, you know, like, because uh, the thing is, we were doing the reaction mm-hmm. uh, to the Nintendo Direct when it dropped. Yeah, so like halfway into the reaction video, uh, it dropped on Best Buy, and I think by the time I got it, like, I still had the add to cart button, but it was broken as shit. Like, yep. It wasn't doing anything. Pissed me off. But, yeah, because we were doing uh, the post post episode wrap up shit that we normally do, uh, and you were just yeah. like, "Fuck, what the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. But <gasps> hey, I think we managed to uh, to snag our copies. I think and Amazon we got the is, amiibo and the amiibo too. So yeah. I think the amiibo is, I think it's still if it hasn't been if it's not sold out now. Uh, no, you can still pre order it. Okay. So I guess Nintendo pumps out a ton of amiibos. They don't give a fuck. They're gonna have amiibo for days, and and if you can't get it on American websites, you can just get the amiibo off Japanese websites. They overproduce them over there. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you just pay a little bit of extra shipping. The cost is, I think, uh, relatively similar, if not fucking lower in Japan. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're probably gonna pay fifteen, sixteen bucks for shipping anyway. So, like, if yeah. you desperately want it, but as as it as it stands right now, you can still order the uh, the amiibo online, but. 
Uh, let me tears the kingdom. Let me see if see if this motherfucker is is still in stock. Uh, okay, never mind. You can pre-order the regular seventy dollars version of the game. Oh, and uh, I I think we I don't know if we touched on this, but um, the Best Buy. Amazon, GameStop, they were actually selling Tears of the Kingdom for $60 yep. for a bit. Uh, I think it was the day, the night before the, the, the direct dropped. They were selling it for 60 bucks. So for about an hour, you could actually purchase Tears of the Kingdom, the standard edition, for $60 off those websites if you were quick enough. Yep. I, I pre-ordered mine when the pre-orders first launched, when they first announced Tears of the Kingdom. It's been on Amazon forever for the $60. Yep. So I pre-ordered it then. And Amazon has a price match guarantee or price guarantee. So whatever you purchase it as what they, whatever the fuck they keep it at, even if the price goes up, apparently they may charge you more. Who the fuck knows? It's Bezos. Um, I, I've never, once. yeah, I've never, I've never experienced a, a price increase increase Me either. Uh, they will give you money back. If the price lowers before it ships, yep. I don't think this was enough of a price difference for them to be like fuck, and you know, uh, cancel orders or anything like that. If it was, if okay, so there was there was a website uh, that Wario sixty four posted. If you don't follow Wario sixty four and you're pissed off that you never catch these fucking uh, pre orders collect for collectors editions or anything like that, you need to have him. You need to subscribe to him on Twitter, and you need to have all of his tweets, you know, Turned shot, on. shot, shot to you through uh, push notifications. Yep. It's a shit ton of garbage that you have to sift through, but there's a lot of dope shit that that comes through your way if yeah. you're willing to sort through it. I, I think but, about like sixty percent of his stuff is like pretty dope. If if yeah. you if you care about uh, video game collecting and stuff like that, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually posted a website. It's like some some place called Estar. Or whatever. It sounds it sounds like a Chinese buffet. Uh, it's like E Stars, E Star Land, or something like is that. Isn't isn't E Star? I I am pretty sure E Star is a, an actual fucking Chinese buffet down the road from me. It is a buffet. I've eaten there before. <laughs> yeah, across the street from Best Buy, right? <laughs> it's one of those places. It's like E Star. I mean, I'm sure there's like a couple of E Star Chinese buffets in the city. Yeah, it is. It's on 1960. It's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, been to that one, I've been to that one specifically. Yeah. Um, but so there is a, there is a, apparently like a, uh, I forget, this is like in Virginia or something like that. Oh. Uh, it's called East Land, and they actually had Tears of the Kingdom for $0 on their website. $0, and they weren't charging for shipping either. Like if you did like next day shipping, it was 0 bucks. So he posted that link and completely destroyed their website. Like... <laughs> It was, it was crazy. Like it would not, it refused to load for a long time. <laughs> I, obviously, obviously all of those things, they're going to, they're going to get so, canceled. Those are going to get canceled. Yeah. I understand. That's fucking that's hilarious though. That is, is hilarious. goddamn hilarious. Holy it is shit. Super hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So what the fuck they're, they're selling it for 60. They're selling it for 60 right now on their website. If you go to East star land, uh, this is an American company. So if you're in, if you're in America, maybe you want to order from these people. Uh, they're probably going to make up the $10 in like shipping or something like that. But uh, I don't think I haven't heard of them canceling any of the orders. I haven't gotten an email that my order was canceled. They're probably not going to ship it either way, but yeah. uh, for a certain point, for a certain point in time, uh, you could purchase it off of their website for like zero bucks, <laughs> zero, zero dollars in shipping. If any of you did next day, which Damn. is, 
That's funny Anyways. as fuck. And yeah. the game was uh, is uh, voucher eligible on the eShop too. It so. is voucher eligible. So um, we talked, we touched on that last podcast that uh, Nintendo in America reintroduced the voucher system. So the way it works, you spend a hundred dollars, you get two vouchers for two digital games. The only caveat is that those vouchers expire within twelve months of purchase. So you spend your games. This game is voucher eligible, so you can spend a hundred dollars uh, purchase. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, or pre-order it for one of your vouchers, and then use the other voucher on any of the games that we've mentioned. I believe. Well, I don't know about any of the games, but uh, you can check the list of games. Uh, Nintendo First Party are probably your best bet. Um, so, like, if you want the Kirby Deluxe, whatever, uh, instead of paying sixty for it, you can spend the other voucher and uh, redeem it and save yourself like twenty, thirty bucks. Good stuff. Bet. And uh, I think the last thing I want to talk about is, like, so there is a Japanese Direct. The Japanese Direct has a couple of different titles. There were some titles that didn't, like the Tron game, they didn't do it in the Japanese Direct. Um, so a couple of games that they talked about, one was called uh, Natsuman 20th Century Summer Vacation. This is from the writer of the Boku no Natsuyasumi uh, series from, like, the PS2, I think PS3, uh, which is crazy. It's just, like, it's a super chill slice of life japanese game basically like you're a little kid and you're going off like on a summer vacation with your family and it's all about game. yeah so you're just kind of like out like chilling and like catching butterflies and nets and just like you know hanging out in your little summer vacation house area and stuff like that um so apparently this is i don't think this is like a direct sequel or a game in the series but this is just a similar type of game from the same writer who did uh, that that earlier series, so uh, I just wanted to call that out because I because I've always had like this weird kind of like from a distance kind of appreciating the the Japanese series on PS2 because it just looks like like a super chill game. Like I said, like as I get older, uh, just having like kind of like the uh, what was it? was it uh, Timo? Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's League of Legends. Uh, <laughs> What was the what was the, the uh, um, oh, I, I literally just had it up. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Let me look. I know. Uh, I know exactly. What you're I think it was Timmo. No, Toem. Toem. Yeah. So just kind of like that, uh, a weird, just kind of small game where you're not killing anything. You know, you're like just participating in something just living. basic as you're just fucking just living, living, dude. Just taking snapshots of photos and using them to progress the story and like do stuff. Or in this game, if you're just going to be like, you know, going out and enjoy, like, like your mom says, like, all right, well, you know, you got to go spend some time and like go play outside for a little bit while, you know, I make dinner or something like that. And you just kind of get to explore the little area. Maybe like you explore a forest, you find like a stream, you just kind of chill out there. It's kind of like some dumb shit you would have done yep. on vacation when you were a little kid. Yep. I was poor, so we never did anything like that. So I guess living vicariously through, uh, you know, games like this, you know, kind of makes me feel like a little kid again. And that's probably why I like it. Welcome to Trauma Dump, the podcast. <laughs> so uh, I don't know when that's coming out, but uh, it is coming, at least on the Japanese side. Uh, the next one is Atelier Marie, the Alchemist of Salberg. Mm -hmm. This is a HD remake from the PS3 game, I want to say. Uh, coming summer 2023 uh, is also coming for the PS4 and the PS5 and Steam. So if you're interested in the old Atelier games, uh, this is this is being uh, created in a remake. Go check that out. 
same thing, another kind of interesting game, Paranormasite, The Seven Mysteries of Hanjo. This is a horror-based visual novel from Square Enix, and that's the only reason I care about it, because uh, from Square Enix side, like, they... If the game's gonna be shit, you can you can probably guarantee that the music is probably gonna be banging as fuck. So I don't know if this is gonna be any good or not. Uh, it, it is coming on Steam that I know of, and maybe the PlayStation. I don't know. This art style but, in this game is sick. Yeah, it's it so it looks, good. It, it looks kind of looks kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's um, like a creepy. Uh, it's it's a horror anime, uh, horror manga looking game um but with 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 very uh uh undersaturated colors Uh, it's so good looking dude it's so fucking good i'm glad you brought this up i i love a good fucking horror game i i'm a i'm a total bitch about it um completely i'm so drunk i almost forgot we're doing a podcast But I love the podcast. Like we're supposed to be just like hanging out, just talking video games. Yeah, bro. yeah that's what it's about. I just looked over about. and I saw myself recording, <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> but <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with this. I like a good horror game. I'm a total bitch about it. But this is since it's like a a, a fucking story based horror game. I, it's probably something that I could get into. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, I'm like I said. That it's one of the reasons why I called it out. Uh, probably going to probably check it out if there's a physical version, like on um, like PS4 or whatever, or whatever. Uh, if it's on Switch or some console, uh, I'm going to check it out because uh, I'm trying to get in. I don't want to try to get into, but like uh, I'm not I'm not super into the whole visual novel thing, but. Uh, if it's got a good narrative, like I'm kind of all about it. And uh, let's see, what was it? The uh, uh, when they cry, I forget what the oh, the, the anime. Higurashi, yeah, the Higurashi. Oh no, 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 no. So, oh, I did watch the anime, but it the it originates as visual novel. Oh, so it's based on a visual novel. So the visual novel is like an old, uh, like PC visual novel game um, that they adapted to the anime. And the anime is super fucked up. Yes. And so I'm like, yo, uh, there are there more of these stories that were never converted into anime? Like, I'm all about that. Like, let me let me fucking get into that shit. You know what I mean? Wow, I did not know this was a visual novel at first. Yeah. What yes, sir. F- Do you know there are some good games that turn that that are visual novel based? What is that one where? It's a, a bunch of high school girls, and it turns into Toki like some... Doki Literature Club. Toki Doki Literature Club, dude. I know that off the top of my head because I remember it was... I think it's it was free on Steam when it got first released. And I remember playing it, and I'm just like, all right, so kind of slice of life-ish. Like, I'm a, little, I'm a little anime girl in high school, and like, or are you... No, you're a guy. You're a little kid yeah, in anime in high school. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, just like all the these... All these, like... All these chicks like start wanting like like do homework with you and whatnot. And you're just like, oh, I guess I'm a little kid. I don't know how my dick works. You know all that kind of shit. Yep. And then, like you said, things just go off the fucking rails. Yeah, like out they, of control. You give them the wrong answer, they kill themselves in front of you. <laughs> like Dude, just wild shit. I remember, I remember the first time, and I guess, I guess, like 
trigger warning, I guess if you want to call it that. And for those who haven't played, like you can entirely skip this section if you haven't played Doki Doki and you don't want to be spoiled. But I remember the first time that girl hung herself in a room and you and you walked in on her. I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like this game is crazy. There so if crazy if, dude. If you don't want to play it and you just you just want to watch somebody play it, Game Grumps did a uh a Toki Doki playthrough, I think. Um, or is it Doki Doki? It's Doki Doki literature. Doki Doki, yeah. Yeah. I've been saying that wrong this whole fucking time. Um, Doki Doki. Doki Doki literature club. So they, they played through it. This is how I was introduced to the game because I, I didn't know anything about it. Um, and this is, they just do like a best of. So like you don't, you only get spoiled for some parts, but it's, uh, right. it's, it's worth watching, seeing if it's something you like and then go play it. Just right. fucking play it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a super simple game. I, it might be still free on Steam. Uh, they did a they did a console release not too long ago, and you should be able to get a console version of the game. Yeah, if you really I, ha- I have the physical version for Switch. Yes, um, it's it's good stuff. So like that was my first, I think, real visual novel experience, and I'm kind of like into that kind of stuff. So I want to I want to play more of those style of visual novels. That dude. All right, all right. So I think we've we've harped long enough on the direct i think i this is much longer than i intended it to be yep. apologies for people who are wanting a quick episode um <laughs> but i think we can get through these these next uh these next topics pretty quickly yeah so and we're gonna jump into the l's before we so, get to it i do want to say there's a lot of triggery type of shit that's going to be maybe said inside of this yeah i i want to say up front uh oh god that trans rights mm-hmm. or human rights I, I believe that uh, transgender people or whatever you do, you you identify as, I think that's a personal fucking choice or it's something you're born with, whatever the fuck you want to believe in or however you approach it. Uh, from a personal perspective, I totally agree with you. Um, I am not against any of this stuff. With that being said. Uh, Sounds gonna, like there's a butt coming. <laughs> no, I'm just saying with that being said, there's a bunch of really fucking weird topics inside of here. There is a weird um, and, and I, I, we're covering them from a place of care and love, uh, for the community. And, uh, I, I yeah, that's fucking it. Uh, so I, with that being said, there is a really weird okay. fucking Seinfeld show. Uh, it was on yeah. Twitch, right? I don't know. I don't know if they're back. Uh, I, forgot I haven't seen them come back. I haven't not yet because it was only supposed to be for a couple of days, uh, from what I heard. Yeah. Uh, what was the, what's the name of the series? Like, I guess we'll, we can shout them out. Like, I mean, I, I don't I don't fault them for what happened, but uh, it was like uh, the nothing uh, forever is what it's called. Nothing forever. Nothing forever. Yeah. So somebody you are you is using OpenAI to generate a script which gets played through. Uh, some sort of like program that generates like these 3D uh, representations of the Seinfeld crew, the TV show, and a, and, and, so, a, and like a weird like eight it's a bit yeah, sixteen a, bit looking fucking thing. It, it's fucking weird. It reminds me of old like point and click adventure games mm-hmm. that were like just on the cusp of 3D. Yep, back in like the ni- early nineties uh, in the PC game space. So you have these kind of characters. It's a leisure who, suit fucking Larry, dude. Yeah, it, that's basically what it looks yeah. like. 
Um, so you have the Seinfeld crew, Jerry, um, Kramer, Elaine. Uh, Elaine. And the whole purpose of this Twitch show was to stream, you know, 24 hours a day and basically generate Seinfeld-esque situations that would, never end. that would generate through OpenAI and they would use a voice-to-text uh, or text-to-voice uh, thing to basically uh, voice out these situations and then use the 3D graphics, the simple 3D graphics to kind of like uh, turn this into kind of like a TV show on Twitch. What a fucking crazy, crazy. awesome idea. People were, like there was tens of thousands of people watching this. All the fucking time. All right. the fucking time. Bare minimum. And like, then. Every time I've looked at it, it was like 10 to 15. Yeah. Oh, I don't, and I, I don't think I ever, I ever sent you the, okay, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so according to the developers, who are running this TV uh, Twitch uh, channel, there was some maintenance that was going on with uh, the OpenAI uh, chat GPT or something like that. So they're, they have versioned off this technology. Their newest technology added the ability to kind of uh, gate off like situations and topics that mm -hmm. would be generated uh, that might be considered problematic. Yep. But during this maintenance process, they had to fall back to an earlier version of this open AI technology. And unfortunately, this open AI version did not have kind of like the checks, checks and balances. Yeah. Yeah. They did not have those uh, parameters in order to avoid this kind of situation. And unfortunately, while they were falling back to this older, version of open AI, it generated this crazy stand-up routine, uh, basically talking about how uh, there's like, uh, I'm going to come up here and I'm going to say something controversial. Like, I don't know, like trans people, you know, are problematic in, a, you know, like the idea of, uh, I think it was meant to be a I, uh, a stand-up routine about something controversial. Yes. And so it was almost kind of meta about the topic it was going to it was discuss. It wasn't as in these uh, trans people are problematic. It was like, well, what if I made a joke about you know trans people being problematic? And it was taken off Instantly. quickly. Wow, this is going. And to, to be fair with with AI tools, whatever you feed them is how they learn. You remember that Microsoft uh, Twitter bot that they made a long time ago? Yeah. And people just started telling it that, that Hitler did nothing wrong. And eventually it was anti-black, anti-Semitic. And it was within 24 hours. The same Twitter that is attacking people for, for being transphobic and anti-whatever and racist and all this other stuff is the same Twitter that was feeding this bot like this really fucked up shit to, to fuck it up. Um, yep. With that being said, these AI bots learn off of language that regular people give it. Um, and it, I, I, I'm guessing that it identified with a lot of the shit that was going on because there's a lot of anti and pro-trans stuff in the media right now. It's kind of like the big fucking thing, right? Right. Um, and, and like you said, with uh, version four or whatever that they, they, the, that was that down, still, they had to go to yeah. three. 
No, no, no. It was the so right now I think the only publicly available one is 3.5. Okay. That's what ChatGPT is running on right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right, probably the newest right. technology. But they had to fall back to an early version. I don't know if that was like version two or like version three. Whatever uh, the racist I, and transphobic one was. <laughs> so, but, but then you you have uh, and just kind of like how we were talking about when it comes to to artists like yeah. like Giger. Is is it really racist or is it just kind of picking up on just kind of like the 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 artistic the narrative just, that's there, right? Like sort of like it's just it's learning what we teach it. Yes. You know what I mean? For better or for worse. And if you feed it shit, uh it's gonna smell like shit, right? So like Right. Like, yeah. I mean we have a we have a there's a concept in uh in uh uh engineering development garbage in garbage out yep you know so and that's kind of that's kind of how it is and i guess like the thing that it's it's really hard to tell what to do about something like this right i i i think in 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 what happened would be in a, a one it's a, it's a super fucking cool creative endeavor uh from the yes. developers and everything uh, I, I love everything that they did with it. They could not have foreseen, uh, that there were, unless they would have read like every fucking release note, right. From start to finish from all of the version controls, they would have never known that, um, at some point, uh, we have removed transphobic, <laughs> uh, and racist fucking stuff from the bot. Um, and it doesn't tell you that in real time. Right. So. There's no way I I think that you can put fault on the people who developed this this program and uh, uh, put together the the Twitch channel. What did I say it was? Nothing forever. Nothing um, forever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's still currently banned. I think they. It might be less than a week. I don't remember. So this was well. This was eight days ago. Yeah. It was banned. So it's definitely it definitely was longer than a week. So who knows? Who knows how long this is going to be gone? Yeah. But, being being uh, making anti-trans comments uh is is pretty prohibited inside of the twitch space uh, because it's supposed to be a very inclusive uh platform um where you have freedom of speech until you start becoming until it starts becoming hate speech right um so i, I think twitch did the right thing i think the the ai group did the right thing uh in creating this type of stuff uh and i think in 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 the circumstances um I don't think anyone lost here. I think everyone won, right? Twitch stood up and did the right thing uh, against transphobic speech. I think the people who watch it, um, you know, they're not missing out on anything right now. Uh, and maybe the people who I mean, are making the AI stuff are, are learning a little bit, right? I mean, technically the show was about nothing to begin with. So that is true. You can't, that is true. You can't really miss, miss on something that was, that there was nothing. There was with. literally nothing. It is just background noise. Um, so, so here's the, so here's the thing that kind of like, kind of like, uh, that doesn't bother me, but it kind of like I ponder about it. Like okay. you've heard the you've heard the the saying that you know if you put I don't know like what, a thousand monkeys on typewriters, and eventually they're going to you know produce Shakespeare, right? Yes. So on that same line of thinking, which is basically if you if you slam your hand or you slam your face against a keyboard, you know eventually you're going to to come up with like a line in line in Shakespeare. Yes. Eventually it happens. So if we, if we think about things like that, 
with a show or a premise where it basically just generates a script forever on a consistent basis. And then you put it on a 24 hour loop where people can publicly see it. At some point, it's going to do something or say things very problematic that shit. They're going to be problematic. And yeah. there's really nothing you can do mm-hmm. to, uh, to really prevent that. Yeah. Um, even if you so, coded in there, there was something that I watched the other day about chat GPT and the developers of chat GPT as it stands right now with the current release, they do not completely understand how chat GPT works and they developed it. I mean, I would bet like it, I actually looked at the, uh, the career openings, uh, in for, I think open AI. Yeah. Um, and I can see that because essentially you are, you're giving it, you're modeling all kinds of like behaviors Mm -hmm. and giving it just all of these dumps of information. And you tell it to make connections to infinite number of probabilities and learn from each one of those probabilities in split seconds. You cannot fucking fathom the amount of information this thing consumes in milliseconds. Right. So like, People were fucking blown away. Like even the developers, the yeah. fucking creators of chat GPT are losing their shit. Like in interviews, they're like, we have no idea how this thing works anymore. Yeah. I mean, so like we can even think about it. This we can think about this in even simpler terms. Yeah. Um, do you, do you remember Terminator two? Mm-hmm. Like there was, there was a scene in Terminator two where uh, John Connor is trying to bust his mom out of that, you know, a scene asylum. Right? right. And so, Schwarzenegger's uh, whole approach is just like, well, I'm just going to kill everybody, you know? And so like, you know, that, that makes, it makes just kind of like mo- the more efficient sense. Like, we're just like, well, if I shoot people in the face, then we can just like bust her out. Exactly. And John, and John's just like, Oh, Hey buddy, like, well, let's, we don't have to do all that. Like, you know, we don't have to kill people. He's like, why? Like, what's wrong with that? Like you kind of have to, you kind of have to have these moments. Yeah where you can kind of tell the A, it's like, uh, I was like, Hey man, like you, you probably shouldn't be saying stuff like that. Yeah. And he's like, Oh my bad. Like, you know, cause like there's no real. The AI doesn't is, recognize our, doesn't, our real life problems. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, what's uh so I'm going to bring this back to the eighties because okay. I fucking, cause we're fucking old. Uh, Johnny five. Uh, oh, fucking God. um, short circuit, dude. Such a good movie. Okay. So there's um, there's like there's a there's a couple of lines. Uh, uh there's a oh, let me find it. So that movie is like all about a oh yeah so yeah so a semi sentient robot that this fucking dude creates right. Well, no, no, no. So it's a military robot. So it was a military demonstration using these robots. It's supposed to be a military soldier. Uh, and then it gets hit by lightning, and then it scrambles its programming and blah, blah, blah. And so it gets, it becomes sentient, I guess what you say. Yeah. And so everybody's trying to figure this out about why it's malfunctioning, right? Um, and so, so I think one of the lines is like, so one of like, I think it's the one of the military people is like, uh, is trying to say like, you know, 
maybe it's pissed off. And then so there's this line that gets repeated, like, it's a machine. It doesn't get pissed off. It doesn't get happy. It doesn't get sad. It doesn't laugh at your jokes. It just runs programs, right? So it doesn't know that these are problematic things. It ingests everything. And so if this is just kind of some discourse that just kind of flies around, does it does it need to, like, make decisions about what's right and what's wrong? You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it understands that these concepts are controversial. And so that's what it understands it to be. Like it can, it can maybe classify or categorize topics as being controversial, but it can't really assign right and wrong. Right. Because it it knows the definition of controversial, but it doesn't understand the impact of controversial material inside of subject matter that are consuming it. Right. And that's the difference because it doesn't have empathy. It doesn't have sympathy. It has words and definitions and associations. And that's all. Exactly. And I think it's just going to be one of those things where we are going to have to kind of let it run its course because especially when it comes to things like trans rights. um, And it's, it's kind of fucked up to say that the discourse on this hasn't been really prevalent like in, I want to say like, uh, mainstream circles for very long. Yeah. You know, you may have been living in that world, living that life, you know, your entire existence, you know, if you're 70, 80 years old, that might've been your entire life. But, you know, just like how it was with, you know, certain, certain sexualities, you didn't, you didn't openly express those kind of things. Yeah. And in fact, if you look at media throughout the years, our reaction to that to those kind of things are different. And in fact, uh, I actually saw a little video um, talking about the uh, the actual Seinfeld TV show, not the AI bot, but the Seinfeld TV show. Is um, there was an episode where uh, Jerry and George were. Uh, thought to be uh, partners, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there was a there was an episode where uh, you know they're in their cafe, they're you know doing their thing, and Elaine notices that there is a uh, somebody who is listening into their conversation, and so she decides to have fun with the person, and so she brings up a situation where Jerry and George are partners, and so they were hamming it up because they're just like, oh, somebody's trying to listen into our conversation. We're gonna say something crazy. And so it ends up being a, like, I think it's like a student reporter for mm-hmm. like a, for like one of the colleges and unbeknownst to them, they have a, a set, like they set up some sort of like interview and come to find out that it's the same person that was in the cafe listening into their conversation. So through the course of the interview, they start to realize that this woman thinks that they're, they're partners. And so, and this is like in the early nineties, right? Yeah. So uh, the way that they treated this is that they're just like, hey, no, 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 like, hey, you know, like, hey, like, we're just two, we're just two straight guys, you know, and stuff like that. Like, we're not gay. Not that there's any wrong with that. Like, that was the entire like thread that ran through the entire episode. Yeah, is that uh, them trying they, to convince order, people? Well, not just that they're trying to convince people, but that they were trying to also be kind of like sensitive about the topic, where they're trying to tell people, like, you got the wrong idea. But not that there's anything wrong with that. Like that's yeah. that was a thread that kind of ran through the entire episode, and and I, I think and that's so, the same 
by the way, I think that's the same type of thing that trans people and gay people are still trying to deal with today. Is like, we're not necessarily yeah. like everyone else and that's totally fine. Right. And so I, I think that's all people point, want. <laughs> Just to say and, that's so, fine. And, and the, and the point of that was yeah. if you, if you look at uh TV, uh, mm-hmm. Even like earlier than that, like in the, uh, I think it was in the, the early '80s or the, the '70s, the thought of being uh, considered gay mm-hmm. was like almost like a life-altering, like life-ending situation. Yeah. So I think there was a there was a TV program that they contrasted with that Seinfeld episode, where the idea of being thought as gay, like the guy went out onto a ledge saying that his life is over. Now that people think that this is this is who he is, and so the only thing he can come up with is to jump off of the ledge of a building, you know. So when we look over the course of time, the the way that we think about these situations, the way that we treat them are different. Yeah. And so it's going to definitely take time, and the idea of like if you toss this into to the open AI, and asked it what, of, what it thought of, like, maybe homosexuality, you know, it wouldn't probably have, like, maybe as uh, weird of a conversation as it did on that, on that Seinfeld episode. I just think that it hasn't been uh, the idea of, like, trans rights and the way that we talk about them, because I don't think we talked about them very much, and, like, especially in mainstream stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's only really been... Uh, on everybody's kind of like minds for maybe like the past decade. So I think, I think it just needs more time before even, even things like open AI can kind of like remove it from this controversial topic and be like, no, this isn't controversial. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's nothing, there's nothing controversial about it. Yeah. These are just people. Trans rights are human rights (laughs) and that's all there is to it. Yeah. They're just fucking people. It doesn't, it doesn't cause, there is no controversy. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Which is going to put us in our last topic. Yeah. Yeah. This last topic topic. is fucking weird too. Cause it, to me, it's just my, my thought behind this was this is just a really fucking good game that this lady has nothing to do with, but this bitch had to pop off and say some weird semi. It was not good. Whatever she said was not good. I don't want to pretend that it was good. Um, she says some real fucking JK Rowling. She, she says some fucking out of pocket shit a lot. She, she, I don't think she's come out. She hasn't really come out and said anything like super, super problematic. I think it's, it's one where she, she approaches the subject, but she doesn't really, she doesn't, she's like, she dips her toe. Yeah. Well, she, she, she wants to, she, I think we talked about it off the podcast maybe, but she's essentially calling my assumption in this and looking through it from my perspective is it seems like she's calling certain people who are trans clout chasers. And so you're, you're becoming trans just to be a trend and she doesn't support that, which is saying that she doesn't believe that people feel the way that they feel. She's, she's dancing around. Like you said, the idea of what trans is and what gay is and stuff like that. And she, and, and it definitely doesn't sound like she, she actually supports the idea of trans people. Right. Um, and like you said, I don't think she's actually come out and say it, uh, said it. Uh, I think we, we ran into this with the voice actress yes. for, uh, for Bayonetta mm-hmm. when that was, when that was coming up, you know, uh, cause I think one of the, 
And one of the reasons why, like, people turned on her really quick, I think somebody messaged her on Twitter, and uh, I, forget what, what's, I forget what the phrase is, but, like, trans rights or human rights or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. She's like, would Bayonetta, would Bayonetta say trans rights, human rights? And she would, she refused to say it. And I think J.K. Rowling's is kind of in the same space, where I think she knows that outright coming out against it would be super problematic. Yeah. So she dances around it either through some sort. I don't know if she's religious, but she maybe she has a religious spin on it, or maybe she just doesn't support the idea of trans people being a thing. Like as you said, uh, clout chasing is what maybe how she views it as is like this is something that is popped off because like i said i i don't think it's become like super mainstream uh until like the past decade or so so maybe now that she sees it being like oh my god like everybody's coming out as trans now so obviously they're cloud chasers yeah and that's and that's her opinion about it so that all got wrapped up into the hogwarts legacy uh game yeah and i think i think the issue here um because people rose up against JK Rowling as they should. Right. Like if you don't support right. her, then don't buy her shit. Don't go to the fucking theme parks. Don't watch the movies, you know, whatever. That's totally fine. But what you have here is also a series that people grew up with. People love people identify with that has changed their lives. The same way that you have people who are super into transformers, fucking he man, fucking Ninja Turtles, uh, yep. star Wars, whatever name an IP. There is a fucking giant, hungry fan base for it and harry potter is no different they have a huge fan base the issue here is it is not wrong in my opinion to love a series of books even if the author is a piece of shit and that's a weird fucking stance to take and i totally get it and i'll get into it why it is okay to say that if so for instance i think right now J.K. Rowling, or Rowling, whatever the how the fuck you say her name, J.K.R., she's so disassociated from the books. The books are so fucking old. The IP is so different. It has been sold off to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers runs this shit. She comes in in certain cases and provides direction. For the most part, she is hands-off, specifically on this game, and specifically on the stuff that, that's at the theme park. However, right. most of her money comes from Purchases of books, audiobooks, and the theme park shit that you buy. Merchandise and stuff like that. But this game, mm-hmm. however, she may get a kickback. That's totally fine. Because it is her IP. But she had nothing to do with this fucking game. She did yeah. not she did not have shit to do with it. So if you want to play this game, it's totally fucking fine. This is not her vision. This is someone else's vision of a view of the Harry Potter universe prior to the Harry Potter books. Right. And the crazy thing is, is it, uh, this was like four years ago, mm-hmm. four years ago, she got in trouble, uh, because up until this point, they thought she was too woke. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because she was turning like all of these characters and be like, Hey guy, uh, I don't know if you knew this Hagrid. Gay. He's gay. He's gay. People were you like, why? Mean? Who cares? Who cares why Hagrid's gay dude? He's yeah. got, He's got fucking cool ass griffins and shit and fucking three headed dogs. There was, there's a great, there's a great YouTube skit, uh, by, uh, a man named Gus Johnson, who unfortunately got canceled oh, last year. So. Rest in peace, Gus. 
Him and but, his breakup, uh, dude. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine getting canceled for being a, a, a shitty boyfriend? Yeah. Online? <laughs> Damn it, dude. Uh, he didn't pay attention had... to my needs and didn't go to therapy and didn't take it seriously. Yeah. Rest in peace. Oops. Like your whole entire career down the drain. Down the drain. Uh, I'm not. I'm not excusing what he did. Like maybe he was a shitty boyfriend, but his videos are still funny, and I don't think he. I don't think his videos were funny because he was a shitty boyfriend. <laughs> Correct. He's a funny person. He's a funny a good, person. He's a decent person. Really shitty boyfriend. This is totally different than pro Jared, for instance, who was sending dick pics to fucking fourteen year olds or twelve year olds exactly. or whatever. So, Gus Johnson uh, had a weird personal life with a single person yeah. who is an adult who is consenting to everything. Yeah. And his life got Ouch. ruined up because of it. Yeah, it did. But he had a great, he had a great YouTube skit uh, when this whole JK Rowling thing popped off. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it was all about, you know, it making fun of the fact that she was retconning all of these characters to to be like more diverse. Yep. You know what I mean? And so it's crazy how quick she can come from being like this, this crazy person who is diversifying all of these characters after the fact, mm-hmm. but it gets to this one, one situation where like you kind of get a feeling she doesn't support trans people. Yeah. And then completely just blowing her apart over it. You know what's fucked up? Is this game does more for trans people than the people fighting the game because there are transgender people in this fucking game. And with that, I'm going to say is uh, the thing, and the thing that really, <laughs> okay, so let's, let's go before, before I do this. Okay. Um, the, the entire purpose I, I, I added this final uh, point in the podcast was is the game is probably set up to be one of the biggest games of this year. Yeah. Or at least one of the biggest game in the last few years. Yep. This thing is going to push numbers. Numbers. They're they're saying that it's it's probably on its way to even be bigger than like Elden Ring, which absolutely dominated in 2022. And, and this go ahead. The the weird part is even with all this backlash and everything else and all the fucking bad publicity, everyone that I talk to says this is the best fucking game they've ever fucking played in their entire life. And here's where the issue comes in. Go for it. The thing is, is that the, the discourse around this is so toxic that you have, you have people creating websites to check if your favorite streamer has streamed that game. Yeah, that wizard. You know game. what I mean? That wizard game. So we're we're having like some sort of like competition to be to be to see who could be the biggest asshole when it comes yeah. to this game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh there was a wired article that came out, I think it was yesterday or the day before, or I think maybe Friday, which gave this game a one out of ten. And just basically just shit on the entire game from start to finish. For no fucking reason. For no fucking reason. And it, it kind of like it was probably more clickbait than anything else. Yep. They didn't give a shit about the game. They didn't they didn't think they didn't care about having an objective look at what this game was, like what was presented. So it's fucked because so many fucking people 
busted their fucking asses, not only writing this game, but coding this game, creating all the assets, all this other stuff. People pulled their fucking heart into this game, and you can fucking see it. And people are mad at one woman who had nothing to do with this game, and they were ruining everyone else's lives over top of it, which is yes. the fucking dichotomy of the situation where you want to have rights and you want to be seen as people and you want to fight for a cause. And in turn, you fucking spout nothing but hate to people who have nothing to do with this shit. Uh, very specifically the streamers, uh, the fucking influencers, the fucking marketing companies, the fucking workers who have to have, they just have to have, have a fucking job. These are regular yeah. people who need a fucking income who went to school to be game developers who are chasing their fucking dreams. And you're going to shit on them, make them feel bad about fucking being a part of this. That's fucked up because of one crazy ass woman's tweet. And like in the middle of the night on fucking Percocets or whatever the fuck she's taking. It's, it's kind of fucked up. It's really fucking toxic. It is. It is. It's crazy. I, I and really like, do not like it. I, I, I want them to fight for their rights, but this is not the place to do it. I do not I believe this is the, the place to do it. I don't think it is either. Yeah. And like the, the, and the, the, the weird thing about it is like, I have, I have people that at least I follow on Twitter that I know like, uh, in real life yeah. and for whatever reason, it's this game, it's this game that, that brings out just like some of the weird animosity yeah. when it comes to it. You know what I mean? Like the because wired it's, article it's easy to shit being, on. Yeah. It's being the wired article is being propped up as just like the source of truth. Just like. I fucking knew it. I knew this fucking game was trash. Like this solidifies everything that I thought about yeah. the game. You know what I mean? It It's so weird how like any association, absolute any association with any of this shit just all of a sudden turns you into like some, some kind of like transphobic person who your entire existence is just to ensure the erasure of trans people oh. in your, you know, in the world. It's like fucked the up, thing, man. I, yeah. It's, it's so fucked gonna, up. I, I again, thing, I, I'll say this till the day I, 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 I think trans rights are human rights. Uh, I think racism is fucked. Uh, all that shit should just fucking, people should just be treated as people. You shouldn't fucking view yeah. them as fucking objects. Uh, you should not give a fuck who people have sex with. As long as it's not with children, I'll never buy into that idea that children should be. Uh, fuckable by adults. That's kind of fucked up, but I don't care if they're a 10,000 year old ancient being, you don't fuck anything that looks like a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm totally. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, anime or not. Um, right. So with that being said, like, I just, I just feel like, uh, creating toxicity for the, the sake of being seen and for the sake right. of, uh, what do you, virtue signaling is kind of fucked up. Um, yeah. Uh, it is. I agree. I, both both sides of like there's there's an extreme side of wokeness and there's an extreme side of sleepiness. Is that what you call it? I don't fucking know what the opposite of wokeness is. Um, both sides of the extreme. Yeah, if you ain't woke, you sleeping. But I think, I, and this is what you see inside of any um a standoff is the the extremes of both sides. Um, are fucking extreme and they're really hard to relate with. Um, at least for yeah. me, um, because it's hard for me to like look at them and see them as rational people. I get why they're acting like that. I understand it, but I don't think that what they're doing outside of virtue signaling, um, 
is a good thing. Uh, and I think in this case, inside of the Hogwarts Legacy game, um, if you're a fan, if you're not a fan, if you're trans, if you're not trans, everyone here inside of this situation fucking loses. Yeah. You cannot be and, a fan and feel good, and you cannot hate it and feel good. And the, the thing that I think is probably going to be the worst is that if this thing pushes out, like, 20 or 30 million copies, like, the idea that there are 20 or 30 million people in existence playing the fuck out of this game solely hate you for being who you are yeah like th- like putting that on yourself is insane like yeah. nobody nobody should be made to feel like that many people hate you for just being you yeah you know what i mean it's fucking weird it's fucking super weird yeah and um, so the thing is and the other thing that i guess the last thing that i want to touch on is that you know this is not being like a dirty centrist or something like that. Like yeah. you don't, you don't have to swing on completely one side. Or you can't either buy ten copies of the game or vilify anybody who even mentions wanting to play it. Like that—that's just not how things work. Yeah, you know what I mean. There is—it's not—it's not black and white, dude. It's fucking completely it's gray. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So it's a—it's a fucking well, weird topic to cover. Um, it, it, is. it, it, it makes me mad on both sides. Uh, I don't feel good about either or, um, and like I said, I don't think any, I don't think anyone's winning here. I don't think anyone's having a good day. Um, unless you're completely oblivious to the news and you're just going home and you're playing Hogwarts and you don't fucking get on the internet, uh, you're having a great fucking time. And <laughs> lastly on this topic, because you said, this is looking like it could possibly be a game of the year contender because of all of the controversy behind it. They'll probably not even fucking nominate it for game of the year. Yeah, there is, there is a good possibility that this is just too hot of a topic to touch. Yeah. That no, no one's going to want to stand on this motherfucking yeah. mind, dude. Nope. So this game is probably like outside of sales. It is probably going to be DOA. Yep. As far as like any kind of recognition. Than and anybody. And and the worst part about it is because of the stance against JK, uh, this could be the last good Harry Potter game that ever comes out. I could see that. Yeah. You may you may not even see a fucking Harry Potter Lego game remaster. Oof. Like this shit could be dead, dead in the gaming industry. Because they can see the backlash and they're like, well, dude, we're not gonna be able to get content creators or influencers to push our game. That's that's half of their fucking marketing strategy nowadays. Like they're fucked. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Capitalism probably going to capitalize. So you know, that's true. Like, that's true. They probably don't give a fuck about any. You know, they might even be slightly happy. Just like you know what? Everybody's talking about our game right now. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, and you're right. You're right. That 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 talk because uh, any publicity is good publicity from a capitalist point of view, right? And yeah. money speaks. Uh, bigger than anything else. And if they're fucking, you know, slinging 20 million fucking copies, 30 million copies, they don't give a shit. These motherfuckers don't give a shit. They're going to be like, I can't wait for people to hate on the new game. Yeah, because we're we're fucking losing our minds over 50 million copies a minute ago on the fucking, an old ass fucking game for Nintendo Switch. Right. Uh, A game that's been sitting out there for fucking a decade. 50 million copies. You look at something else that's been out for like a couple weeks and it's like 20, 30 million copies like, that that's that's shitting on everybody. This yes, game sir. is fucking shitting on everybody. So 
Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll make another one, um, and maybe they'll they'll put uh, more representation in there or something like that <laughs> to make up for it. So that's probably true. What a fucking yeah. weird. Yeah. Whew. Who that was heated. That was heated. That I was, I was heated. I but I think we had I think we had a, a good discussion about it though. Yeah. You know, it's um it's not often that we really get an opportunity to kind of philosophize about yeah. this kind of thing because I not that we try to avoid it, but you know, most of the time this there isn't really not, there's not really good talking points when when it comes to stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, it's it's you it's know? mergers, layoffs, and then you know, the yeah. occasional fucking creep. Uh, yeah, uh, being that, creepy in a hotel room, right? Yeah, somebody is being creepy in a hotel. Like an, another, another YouTuber, another, another like fighting game star decides to like Fucking have sex with like fourteen-year-olds, yeah. something like that. Like that's that's what they're about. Yeah, so, it's, like, it's typically a one-to-one relationship in a lot of the stuff we talk about. This is one versus many, and that's where it becomes like very controversial, right? Right. Yeah. Um, because she's making blanket statements. Um, that are. Uh, indicatively to be taken uh, in or out of context and be hurtful to a group of people. And that's not what you want to be doing as someone who is standing so high up on a fucking podium where everybody sees you and follows you and understands um, what you say is important. Um, and she she made a mistake. Uh, she should have kept that shit to herself. Should have shut the fuck up. Um, but that, what, from what I hear, she's crazy as fuck. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. is probably the best advice anybody will ever give you. Yeah. Uh, if you yeah. have an opinion on something that's fucking super controversial, keep it to your fucking self. Take yeah, that motherfucker to your up. grave. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And you don't need to be hurtful to people. Uh, definitely a group of people because exactly. you're a piece of shit. And if, if we're being honest, I, mm-hmm. like you said, I think at this point, like, like Harry Potter doesn't belong to her. It belongs to every fucking body. Yes. Now. It is everybody's fucking, uh, book yeah. that they grew up on is their, their, their fucking eight part series movie that they grew up on. It is their mm-hmm. fucking video games. I mean, like, it's, it's in so much media. You go to the Harry Potter theme park and you fucking have butterbeer and you eat chocolate fucking frogs and all of this shit. And I just yeah. had a conversation with a, a girl at work last week about her favorite part of going to theme parks. And, and she's been to theme parks all over the U S and she's like the Harry Potter theme park was the best theme park I've ever been to. It solidified my my views of the Harry Potter universe. She's like, I'm a big fucking Harry Potter head. Um, and and she didn't even mention this game. She doesn't even know about this controversy. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't give don't give JK the power over this. Like yeah. we we took we took Harry Potter from her. Yeah. You know, it's it's not it, to her credit, the only credit I'll give her is that apparently she uh she created a world that mm-hmm. appeals to many people that uh, the narrative, the situations that uh, that she wrote in her book uh, has really captivated a lot of people, and so now we're just like, all right, bitch, we don't need you anymore. We're gonna yep. we're gonna kick her off of it. Belongs to us. Yep. And we're gonna keep it that way. The fact and, that she gets residuals is, you know, like I said to her, it's credit, good. That she created all of that. Yeah. So that's good. So she's gonna get a little money off of it. Let you know, like probably the residuals are probably not going to improve or, you know, vastly improve her quality of life at this point anymore. She's probably, she was probably set up when she sold the rights. Yeah. And, 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 and just my, my closing statement on all of this is what JK Rowling taught me um, from her Harry Potter series. Cause I've, I've watched them all multiple times. I've never read the books. I tried. They were super fucking boring to me. They're written for children. 
Um, <laughs> and I, I was, I was in the middle of a war situation being deployed when I first tried to read these. So, uh, it didn't, it didn't click with me. Uh, but what I will say is that, uh, the Harry Potter universe taught me that friendship is the real magic and that words actually fucking hurt. And that is something that she built into this universe and she cannot fucking see it. And that bothers me the most, um, from a creator standpoint is the, the fundamental truth of the thing that she built. She does not fucking understand. Oh man. Yeah. That feels bad. <laughs> so, uh, well, what a depressing way to end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got, I got real, I got real fucking deep there for a minute. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been a good <laughs> episode 28. Uh, yeah, if you didn't, if you didn't watch the creepy shit that Michael put out with scorn, please go watch it. If you haven't please seen our reaction video for the Nintendo direct recap, please go watch that. Yes, sir. Um, uh, yeah, I, you, like you said, you're putting out a couple new videos, uh, every week, uh, at least one. Uh, so Try please, to. please stay tuned to all that stuff. Michael is coming out with a lot of new stuff. Uh, stay in touch with the Octopath Traveler 2 uh, demo review that he's going to be putting out soon. Um, I keep saying that I'm going to make videos. I promise that I will. Uh, lion sack of shit. I'm a lion sack of shit. I'm just way too fucking busy in my real life right now. But oh, as soon as... <laughs> as soon, for the podcast, bro? No, I, I love the it. podcast. I want to create more content. I really fucking do. Uh, my okay. heart is video games. It okay. always has been. Uh, video okay, games and you. art uh, and storytelling. So... I want to start giving some of the um, the creativity that I put into other projects into this. Um, and when I do, I think uh, I, hopefully our viewers will be very fucking you pleased with it. You guys are going to love it. Guaranteed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I care a lot about the work that I do. Uh, so I, I hopefully at some point get to show it off a little bit more. With that being said. Bated, with bated breath. With yeah, bated with bated breath. breath. Uh, with that being said, um, thank you guys for tuning in for episode 28 of Pixels and Pints podcast. Um, be sure to check us out if you have it on, uh, our audio only platform. So, uh, Spotify, Samsung podcasts, uh, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, we're probably up there. So go check out and give us a, give us a like, uh, rate us five stars, leave a comment to let us know how controversial we were with this episode. If you agree or disagree, shit like that. Same thing for, for YouTube. If, uh, if you kind of enjoyed what you heard, uh, thank you for making it this far. Uh, subscribe, fill in the bell if you want to listen to uh, any videos we put out as they come out. Go ahead and do that. Leave us a comment uh, if you have something that you want to say about the Harry Potter situation, which is probably <laughs> not a good idea. Uh, talk about the direct instead. It'll it'll get uh, it'll be less likely for to get your comment removed by the system. Yeah. Oh, and lastly, oh. Uh, Michael, you're still running the uh, Twitter uh, page, so uh, if you guys yeah. haven't, please uh, follow us on Twitter, Michael. Uh, retweets a lot of stuff and then puts out a lot of, uh, content over there on his own. So. I'll, I'll probably say some shit too. And I try to, I try to, uh, market our videos on the other side too. So if you don't feel like, if you don't feel like following Wario 64, uh, follow, follow us on Twitter. I think it's official PNP pod on Twitter. I tend to, um, retweet like some of the best deals that, uh, Wario 64 puts out and maybe talk a little bit of shit at the same time. So, yeah. uh, follow, follow on there. If you, if you want, a little bit of entertainment on your, on the Twitter sphere. Yeah. And, and filtered information so that you're not getting filtered. inundated with like a lot of bullshit and ads. Michael typically 
filters all that stuff out within minutes. So yes, sir. You'll you'll still be at the forefront. Uh, you'll just miss all of the garbage. Um, so. Right, just kind of like how you may have missed the uh, the Hogwarts Legacy uh, PlayStation Five controller, which was up for probably about fifteen minutes. Goddamn. Yeah, missed it. Well, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, thanks for watching uh, Pixel and Pines podcast. I'm Bradley. And I'm Michael. And we were two dudes talking about video games while drinking pints. Yes, sir. Fun stuff. Fuck Discord. Man, I got to get that camera shit fixed. <laughs> I fucking hate this. I'm drunk as shit, dude. Yeah, same dude. Same. Holy fuck. Those beers hit me fast. <laughs>